The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Happy Monday, one and all. Welcome on in. We are Sports Day, Jacob Sports YouTube Network, along with the man himself, Barrett Brooks. Derek will be hopping on. See that? Ask and you shall receive. Derek Gunn <laughs> as well. I am Rob Ellis hanging with you on this Monday. What's up, everybody on the stream? What's up, everybody in the chat room? Hope we're doing good. How was our weekend, guys? How was oh, it? Good weekend, this is the week. All this is right. the weekend of all weekends, man. I mean, everything, man. We have plenty to talk about, bro. Oh, man, there's plenty a lot of content on the plate, man, on the plate. So what did what did you do? What did you do, Barrett? What was your uh, – I know you were at the uh, at the, the open practice last night, which we're going to get to in a second. But you I know on Saturday I went out and, uh, you know, fished in a flounder tournament for my dock and – for my uh, marina, rather, and, and and I lost. You know what I'm saying? Uh -oh. But, hey, you know, it, 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 it happens. You know, I've – I won three out of the three that I did. Going to my fourth one, I wanted to, you know, three peat for for our our uh, marina, but we lost. But it meant fishing was bad, you know. In fact, fishing been bad this whole entire season, you know. what I'm saying uh -huh. out where we fish at, you know, we're out there at Cape May Reef, Reefside Eleven. We just didn't get it done, man. Captain, man, he got us where we needed to be, man. But they just weren't biting, man. They just weren't okay. hitting, man. So even the flounder that won the turnip was only like three pounds. Uh, Three pounds, two ounces, something like that. You know, wow. every time I, every time we've won, it's probably been, it's probably been what, at at the very least, at the very least, five over five pounds, okay. and it wasn't even, you know, it wasn't even over four pounds. So it was nice. crazy, man. You know, but then you know, you got the gift that keeps on giving. You know, what me, me, what? No, I'm talking about a good gift that's really what? bad, but it's good for us to talk. And that's uh Pete Rose, man. The gift that keeps on giving, man. He yeah. give us no less than than than. The worst ever uh, public appearance I've seen in a long time. Man. Yeah, well, look. Uh, let, let first, I'll give, give you this. We got Dick Vermeil at 1 o'clock. So we got the Hall of Fame. There we go. Woo! All right, coming up at 1 o'clock. So I can't wait. Can't wait. He was spectacular this weekend at uh, in Canton. And at 2 o'clock, we have John McMullen. 
who, like Barrett, was down at the open practice yesterday. So we're going to get Barrett's take at 1230, John McMullen's at 2 o'clock. Can't wait for any of that. Philly sweep. What, what a weekend by them. Yeah, Barrett. But unfortunately, Pete Rose is overshadowing a lot of this, man. And you know what? It's it, For someone like me who, who came into their, their sort of sports uh, life right around that time when the 80 Phillies won it, it's such a bummer that he's such a jackass. Like right. <laughs> he was, you know, he was the missing piece to put him over the top. He was a great, uh, he's an all-time hits leader. I, it really speaks for itself what kind of player he was, but he is his own worst enemy. He can't get out of his own way. doesn't want to get out of his own way and doesn't get it and proves at every turn why he can't be allowed at these things, why he can't have good things. He right, proves at right. every turn he reinforces why he's not in, in baseball's Hall of Fame and why baseball doesn't want him around, fr- quite frankly, because all he does is embarrass himself, the organization he's there with, and the and the sport. And that's what he did yet again. It's a, he is, I, I, I you know, I, years ago before I found out about this the, the alleged relationship with the underage girl, which is gross on so many levels and, and despicable. I tried to defend him and say he paid his dues, let him back in. He's sorry. He didn't bet on his team to lose. And I tried to defend him. And I just, I stopped, you know, years ago, I just stopped. I, I it, it, there's no defense of him anymore. Well, just looking you at it, Derek. Just, just looking at it, you know, what I, what I looked at, you still muted, bro. But what I was, muted, gun. All right, there we go. There you there, go. Well, go ahead, man. I'll, I'll let you go ahead. I, Cause I brought it up. Go ahead. I, I don't understand. What is he, 81 years of age now? He's 81. Yes. Yep. I don't understand why he is not um, encircled by a group of people who know him very well, who know what he's capable of doing and not doing, who doesn't better prep him for what's to come. I mean, did he not understand that he was going to be barraged by the media to talk about not just that moment being back here with the 1980s team, but because he has been such a recluse and not talked about some of these other allegations that have come out. Did he not understand that that was going to be a hotter topic of discussion than him being back here to celebrate uh, a past championship and for him to come out of his face and say, Hey, that was 50 years ago, babe. To I'm, Alex coffee of the inquirer. You didn't inquire. I'm thinking, I don't understand why he hasn't learned his lesson. And now I understand why, like Rob put so eloquently, why baseball doesn't want him around. And you have to be very careful. And then uh, I didn't I didn't hear it, but I, I didn't see it. But I heard he got up in the booth with John Cruck and made some reference to Cruck about um, having prost- uh, past prostate cancer. Yeah. yeah, yeah he yeah, said, I knew – I'm not going to uh, – I'll clean it up. Uh, John lost a testicle to testicular cancer. And right. he said, I knew John when he had – you know, two. Oh, okay. Two months. Uh, yeah, yeah. He, yeah. He used uh, the S word twice. Uh, he, twice. He used a word in reference to male genitalia yep. uh, in the booth. And if you if you listen to the audio, Tom McCarthy does everything he can to kind of steer it, keep the ship, you know, moving in the right direction. And, and Pete and Pete is making an ass out of himself, frankly. Right. And no one's laughing with him. Like he's he's saying these things and cackling. Neither Cruck nor McCarthy are laughing. They're just trying. Right. They're like, because they know, hey, dude, you're cursing on our air, number one. Yes. Number two, they know what a train wreck this is. And number three, you know, Tom's just trying to keep the game on the rails and call the game, right? And Pete's and, making and you fun have, of Tom for doing that. And you and you have and you have kids listening also as well. 
correct. Yeah. He, he well, just and, and the, so the, the sequence is he first says that to Alex Coffee, where yeah. he references at the end he throws Babe in there, which is just on top of everything else, right? Then it's followed up. They make him available again, and it's followed up. And I think it's Dan Gelson of the AP. And he basically goes into this tirade. You weren't alive 50 years ago. You shouldn't be asking me about that. You know, uh, uh, who cares what happened? Essentially, who cares what happened 50 years? Like, if Pete had, had, had a wit of sense, if he wanted to dodge this and not either. Well, first of all, there was no denial, by the way. It was just it was 50 years ago. Who cares? Right. Right. right so he's right, not right. denying it happened. But. If you want to deny just, it, then he didn't right. deny it. Then he said he thought she was 16. Yeah, you're yeah. still 32 it, years yeah, old. Exactly, right? exactly. Right. You're still a scumbag. Yeah. It, it, so he he says um, at one point to, to, to Gelston, "You weren't around. You can't you can't speak on this." You right. know, basically, like all he had to say was, "I, I just don't want to be a distraction." I'm here to, you know, I'm here to, you know, I'm, I'm thankful that the Phillies invited me. Right. I want to honor this t- team in 1980 that I was fortunate enough to be a part of these great players. And, you know, I, I've, I've spoken my piece on this. I'd rather just keep it moving. Now, does that make anything that he's ever done right? No, no but at least no. it doesn't become about you and you're not coming off like a flaming jackass. Like you almost always do when given the opportunity. And, and then he doubles down in the booth where he just came off like a lowlife, frankly. Well, no, but people gave him a standing ovation. Yes. Yeah, the should, fans should, appreciate what he did as the, a player. The, the fans are trying to give him I, – I think when you think about athletes who have come through, to, through this town that have created past transgressions, I think this fan base, for as critical as they can be, but yet how they treat certain athletes like family, like royalty – and fully understanding that Pete Pete's admission, I thought they gave him as much grace as they could possibly give him. I was waiting to hear like a smattering of booze or something like. They gave this man a standing ovation, right? And he still took the opportunity to be a jackass. He had every <laughs> chance possible for this one moment in his life to to redeem himself. Yep. And even if he will never get out from under this dark cloud. He could have basically neutralized it in the best way possible. Now he's 81. He's not senile. He still has his wits about him. He's very coherent. So it tells me Pete Rose is the kind of person. He doesn't care what you think about him. He's going to be who he is as long as he walks this earth. Mm -hmm. And you know what? Either you're with him or you're against him. There is no gray area whatsoever. Well, guess what, Pete? Now more people are against you than with you. Because what you pulled yesterday, which should have been a celebratory moment, it should have been a celebratory day period, just just across the board. Um, you tainted with your actions and your choice of words, which was disgusting in a lot of ways. Well, I'm well, going to say this. I'm going to have to say this also. Um, it it kind of had me thinking about, you know, the, the Phillies a little bit different also. You know, I mean, they kept putting him in positions where they, that he can – you know, hurt himself even more, hurt the organization even more by sticking him in front of the camera, by sticking a microphone in his face. All that stuff should have been, um, should have been, you know, at least guided through and talked about before all this happened. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He should have been more prepared to be on TV and, and answer these questions. He knew this was going to happen. Unless, 
there's something that he has as far as mental instability right now. You know, maybe, you know, he's getting old and he just can't think the way he used to think. He's not as sharp as he used to be. Maybe there's a decline cognitively that, that he can't he can't answer these questions the right way. He's he's not able to, you know, be around people in that capacity, you know, on TV. You know, maybe that's the case. Yeah. Um, maybe, Barrett. So I would say two things on the Phillies front. A, I, I agree with you. B, so here's what I would have done if I'm the Phillies. A, we'll invite him, but we're just not going to make him available to the media. Please. Yes. Yes. Okay? You could you could have gone that route, right? So that's one. Two, even if you give him the benefit of the doubt and you say, all right, well, uh, you know, let's have a sit, Pete, let's sit down and let's let's see what you're probably going to be asked about this or and this and that. But let, let's go through this. I don't know that they didn't do that, okay, in fairness. But right. after he has the little exchange with Alex Coffey initially, Alex Coffey, for you don't, people don't know, is, is the Phillies beat writer for the Inquirer female, okay? Alex can be confused, male, female. She's a female. He refers to her as babe. After all that exchange goes down, he's shut down. We're not putting him in the booth. We're not making him available uh, during no. the game. I'm, you're done, okay, Pete? It's over. So, uh, you know, you don't allow him to dig this hole deeper for himself by by not. You just don't make him accessible. Period. I, I like. I, yeah, there was a I, lot I, of things that went down. I tell you what, he will never. He would. He will never be a part of any celebration. If I'm the Phillies no. organization, he will never be a part of any celebration, any alumni function that we have again. Never, never ever again. No. You gave him you gave him a platform. You gave him a chance to come back home and, and celebrate yeah. and celebrate one of the greatest moments in Philly's history. Let's face it, they haven't had many. It was one of the greatest moments in Philly's history. And you took this opportunity to make an ass of yourself in yeah. front of all these people. So think about this, guys. Two things. One, they sweep this weekend. Not only they sweep, they right. annihilated the Nationals. Okay. At four games of just straight destruction. So you had that on top of the fact that the team's playing incredible baseball. They're 20 games over 500 since June 1st. Yep. And the 80 team was celebrated. The team yes. that won their first World Series in their history. Yeah. Are we talking about that first? Or are we talking about Pete Rose being a jackass first? We're talking about <laughs> Pete Rose being a jackass. Pete Rose that's the shame. I, I mean, yeah. sincerely, that's the shame of this. Two really cool things are lost in, in, in the Pete Rose mania. And it's all anybody's talking about, unfortunately. Not how good the team's playing now, and not the 80 team, how awesome that was. It's him. Not able to yeah. support himself, you know? I, you know, I really think that there might be some cognitive instability going on, man. I mean, it, it has to be. I mean, I, don't, I can't see any other reason why he would act the way he's acting. You know what I'm saying? I mean, this is yeah. utterly ridiculous that he went, you know. Mm. Uh yeah, I don't know, Barrett. Like he's he's been doing this. He's been blowing himself to up and you know into bits for years, though. I mean, I hear you. And in '81, anything's possible. At the age of '81, anything's possible. Okay, I'm just saying he's been doing this since he was in his 40s, and his 50s, and his 60s, and in his 70s. He's been doing this kind of stuff. How could he not know what was coming? How could he not know? I if don't he, think he, if, he, if he gives he, a damn. That's yeah, why. I don't think he That's gives my a point. damn. That's yeah. my point. Yep. I, I don't think he cares one iota yep. nope. um, of who thinks about him. Hey, that's 50 years ago. Let bygones be. And on top of that, see, I would go, based on what we heard yesterday, I would go so far as to say there's probably other skeletons in the closet we'll never know about. Yes. Similar to some of the stuff we know about. Yep. You know, I, I, because if you don't care, if there's no remorse, 
in your tone whatsoever, it tells me that who knows what you could have done or what you're capable of doing. Yeah. It's, no, it's really sad. It's really a sad state of affairs that this man who was put on a sports pedestal by this organization for so many years and this fan base for so many years would come back and it destroy, basically destroy his legacy in a span of four hours yesterday. Yeah. Goodwill. You know, the goodwill for people who were, you know, wanting to support, maybe give him a second chance. It's just, you know, here, here's the thing, guys, there's a fine line between self-awareness and then just kowtowing to everything. Here's what I mean by that. Like, you're always going to have haters. We we all encounter it, uh, oh, yeah. you know, in many different fashions, social media, et cetera. People do in general, and it's not just us, but you're going to encounter haters. You got to know the difference between being like, whatever, you, you're not here to please everybody. You're not right. going to please everybody. Right. But, but there's also has to be a part of you that says, man, are my behaviors, uh, am I over the line here? Am I doing something that's, that's out of line? Do, was right. I wrong in this? And you got to be able to look in the mirror sometimes. I don't think Pete Rose ever has those kind of reflective moments. I really don't. Like I, I just, as Barrett said, I don't think he gives a damn. Uh, I think he's he's been his. Like I said, he's he's always the one who's leading the charge on his yep. own, own undoing all the yep. time. Yeah, yeah. So and it's sad. It's sad that he he'll re, he might be remembered more f- for his wrongs than his rights as a professional athlete. It's that's already done. That, that's it. I mean, that's that's a done deal now. I mean, his his opportunity of, of of being a part of the, the Phillies franchise and organization is over with. Um, I think you know now he kind of closed the closed the door. You know, the coffin shut of, about right. him being a Hall of Famer. Done. It's a done deal now. Oh, it's, it's done. A done deal. It's done. a done deal. You know what? And it's you're right. It's a shame because there are certain play like Antonio Brown comes to mind. This guy yep. was such a great player for so long and a great story too. You know, uh, a, a guy who wasn't recruited highly and whatever ends up, I think central Michigan, wherever he was and yeah. lights the NFL up for years and years, and years and just destroy. I mean, just set fire to his, his, his reputation, the way people think about him. Right. You know, and there are just, some guys are like that, man. And Pete Rose is the poster child. They, they just don't understand and don't get it. And it yeah, was, uh, yeah. It was a bad look, man. It was just a bad look. And again, the shame of it is the team's playing great, which you know we'll talk about him later. Uh, Lenny Dykstra. Uh, Lenny Dykstra's another great – Gigi Meta brings that up. Uh, he's another example of this. They, 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 didn't, they didn't have it the Mets celebration for the 86 team. You know, and I don't think the Phillies will have him next year for the 93 team when they celebrate that team yeah, in 30 yeah, years. So yeah. there are just certain guys, man. Lenny, Pete, uh, Antonio just don't freaking get it, and it's a shame. It's a shame. But – it was a big weekend, man. As I mentioned, we got Dick Vermeil coming on at one o'clock. John McMullen will be jumping on it too. But we had the NFL, the Pro Football uh, Hall of Fame enshrinement uh, on on Saturday. Which, I, we, you know what? We got it. I got to give props. Did we set the over under at two minutes? Two minutes. Dick Ver- I don't think he he broke up slightly when talking about his wife, but right. Dick held it together, man. Yeah, he did. He was pretty cool under and under I, under the circumstances. And he, um, I mean, he's supposed to go eight. He went 23, and which is this, I mean, which is crazy because I've never known him to be under a 30 minute conversation, you know, even as much as I know of him and yeah. I've, you know, spoken to him, I've never had a conversation less than 30 minutes right. when it came to, you know, Dicker Mill. He's always been somebody that had to get, you know, everything out, and he's just one of the greatest guys in the world. It's like you're at the barbershop when you're talking about him. 
mean, I, I love you know, I, I love just being around the guy. You know, he's he's a good dude, a yeah. real good dude. Yeah, if he doesn't motivate you or inspire you, it's it's, it's a you problem. Uh, right, all right. That's a different meal. <laughs> so who who, who in their right who in their right mind th- thought they were going to keep Dick Vermeil to eight minutes? Well, you, you know, know there's, cool? some, there's some. Oh, it's sorry, like it's it. like tell it's like telling Seth Joyner, we need to get off the air. That's what it's like. <laughs> right. It's not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. Well, I Jim Mora uh, Senior, I guess. Um, I didn't see the very beginning. I guess he was either introed him or, or or brought him up to the state. I forget exactly. And he said, I think he kind of said to him, "We'll ask Dick about this at one o'clock." Like, I know what they told you. Go as long as you want, man. And then Dick said, "All right." After I heard that, it was on. <laughs> it was on after that. So that, that was pretty cool. Uh, I'll tell you the the other one, man. It was like heartstrings. Did you guys see Bryant Young's speech? Yes. Mm-hmm. No, I didn't. He talked about a oh, child, the, the child that he lost, the his thirteen-year-old son uh, that he lost to cancer. Oh, oh my, my goodness! And I, I'm not trying to be a down. I'm just it was like it was unbelievable. This the, his speech. If you get a chance to go back, uh, everybody, I go back and take a look. It was touching, man. Really touching. Yeah. Um, and I heard this. I heard that story, and, and I heard that, and, I'm, and I just started looking around at my kids and my grandkids, and I'm thinking. Lord yep. God, thank you, thank you for for what you've given me and what you've done for me. Because we'll paraphrase. I can't me, imagine. He, he lost his third. I think it was to cancer. Um, yes. If I'm, yep. I'm recalling what disease it was. Um, it was cancer. I can't. Yeah. I can't yeah, remember I, what type. What type though? What What he meant to the family and how he's trying to live his basically his best life to honor him. You know, uh, at this point, brain tumor. Uh, I believe it was, but how he's living is, you know, trying to do everything to honor him going forward and, and wow. use him as, as an inspiration. Yeah. I mean, it was, uh, and that guy was a hell of a player too. I, right. I, I, I played was, against him. Yeah. Yeah. I, you I, faced I, him. Yeah, Barry. He yeah. was your era. Yeah. 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 He, he was a, he was a man among boys, you know, um, didn't he go to Notre Dame? Yes. What's Notre Dame comes yeah. in. I mean, can you imagine that defensive line, him and Dana Stubblefield, David Stubblefield won the uh, defensive player of the year. Mm. Then when those two were together, this yeah. is just, this is this mm. is pre, this is pre. Uh, what was it? Uh, that not not steroids, but it was pre. Um, a, uh, HGH. HGH, yeah, pre HGH before they really started testing him. In fact, you know, Stubblefield's one started all that, mm-hmm. but blocking those two man was almost, they were almost unstoppable. You know, here I am. You know, you know, I'm crying about me going against Tim Harris. You know, guy with the you know fingers. You know, I was like, oh, I got Tim Harris this week. Tim what Harris, are you right. He, and 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 I'm looking at um you know Lester Holmes and and Joe Panos are like and and Riley McKenzie and Guy Mac <laughs> they told us what be quiet be quiet look who we have Bryant Young Dana Stubblefield that that's what we have today I'm like oh okay then, yeah you're right you're right let me be quiet let me be quiet because those two were men child in there you know I mean it, it it was crazy how strong both of them were and how quick they were especially Brian Young man I mean yeah imagine if he didn't break his leg. I know. Oh my Severe break, too. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was ridiculous how good those guys were. Mm-hmm. That just brings back bad memories, man. Bad <laughs> memories, you know. Yeah. Well, all right. Let me let me show you this. Speaking of difficulty blocking someone. All right. This is yes, last night. The Eagles open practice. By the way, uh, uh, roughly 30,000 people show up for an open practice, which tells you how much this city loves football. 
Watch Jordan Davis here, guys. Watch the strength. Barrett, you can speak to this. I mean, this is unreal. Look, watch watch the way he manages. Here we go. Jeez. Like, are you kidding me, man? Watch it again. That's anchoring. That's 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 putting, that's putting everything you have, your back is bold. That's textbook offensive line play. That's the best that you can do. That you know, when you're blocking somebody, he's in front of him, he's got his hands extended, he's right. dropped his hips, he's dropped his center of gravity, and yet he still can't stop the progress of Jordan Davis. That's ridiculous. I can tell about- was that man, that man's lower body, that that man's lower body strength is unbelievable. Yeah. Now, even even if he's still lacking in the upper body strength technique, no, he's not. He, no, I'm just saying, even if he did, yeah. his lower body strength is. That's like that's like Rob. That's like you trying to stand Jergens. in front it was of. A, it, yeah. was, it was like you trying to stand in front of two refrigerators <laughs> and, and stop them from rolling downhill. Yeah, it ain't yes. happening. That's a good way to put it. It's, it ain't happening, bro. You can't do it. You're just right. not doing it. Reminds me a lot. Like I said, I'm not comparing, so don't even get it in your heads that I'm comparing them. But that's almost like what it is blocking against you know Mr. White. Mr. White yeah, was Reggie. the same. No matter what you. Yeah. Yeah. I could sit down, drop my back. Yeah, yeah. I have to. I, I showed you guys the picture. What I had perfect blocking technique, hands yep. inside, kept separation from him, and he still was able to knock the ball down. Jeez. Still was able to knock the ball down. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm perfect. I'm sitting down. My hips are wide. I, I, I set my ass down. I've locked him out. I punched him, created separation, <laughs> and he still was able to knock the ball down. Yeah. I, had a perfect- I don't know. I, like, if you combine that with the speed that he's got, like what this could potentially be with this guy, dude. Oh my you, god! And when you talk about pressing the pocket, that every quarterback likes to step up. You know what I'm saying? Into the yeah. pocket. When you get something like that, oh, here we go, Bear. Oh, <laughs> here we go. This is my favorite video there right it is. here. Why here it is. Favorite? That's not here right. That's not right. Why, why, watch what happens. There's Reggie. One of my favorite all-time set, video. Hands, hands up. Boom. That's what my hands supposed to be. Supposed to be right. Drop my hips. Hands are still, and he still, still knocked the ball. the ball. That is an A. That's actually an A. That's a. That's a. That's a. That's an A as far as my blocking technique. Technique, yeah. I mean, I got a plus on the play, but it was still a minus because he was still yeah. able to knock the ball down. God. I mean, that's... I kept my. I kept my outside eye alarm, and I punched him. Kept <laughs> kept him away from me, and then then I put my hands, replaced, went up underneath, and dropped my hips, <laughs> and he was still able to knock the ball down. I, mean, I, come I, on, I, man. I stand corrected. That was not the play I thought I was going to see. Why you oh, wanna, you want you, you, you with the swim that? technique play? Is that why you, you want to talk about that? Yeah, because good because job, at Xander, you, you took you took pride in if there was a Appreciate time you took pride in the fact that you showed it to everybody, and we were like, oh, you know, like that's no, Reggie no, White. I didn't take pride in the fact I, yeah. I was trying. I was trying to. I was trying to just get it over with, get out of everybody's mind, and then keep going. Right, and just keep going. going. You didn't yeah. have to show it to anybody. You didn't have I to. I didn't show it, Derek. You found it. No, I didn't. I didn't find that. One that of was, guys uh, looked it up. It was all. either Mike Mulher and a producer or Sean Kane who found that video. I knew the nothing about that NBC video. Sports, yeah. I knew nothing about it. But Derek. once I saw that oh, video. Oh, we got something else here. What do we have, Xander? What do we have? Against the oh. Redskins. Oh, no, the it. Redskins. Oh, I like this one too. Watch the feet, y'all. Watch the feet, baby. All right. He pulls. Look, on the pull. Here we go. Get around. There Get around go. that block. Look at the wheels. Look at Bill. Look at oh, Bill yeah. He's okay. Look at Kevin Turner. Barrett, that go. was impressive. Dude. Look at the ice on Barrett. Oh, after on the play. But hold on. You know what? And I think that was Mr. Madden, Mr. John Madden that was doing the game. 
So I got a little, I got a little, you know, hype about it too. You know what I mean? All Madden so team, and that was the all Madden team. That was the worst. That was the worst turf you can play on. That was the vets turf, bro. Yeah, that that turf was nasty. It was the worst, man. I mean, I still had I, I, whoever got the, you know, some they sold the pieces to the turf. There is, there's actually human skin, blood, uh, uh, bone. I mean, uh, everything on that field. Yes, everything's yeah. on that field. That's it, the, it, it took, it took layers off your body. That's yeah. what it took layers. It off. was bad. That's it the was. turf that Michael Irvin broke both of his both of his uh, legs or no, no, uh, he hurt his ACL? neck. Yeah, he hurt his neck. Uh, no, okay. but Wendell Davis, I think, is the receiver's name. He blew out both ACLs on. That's one what it was. Wendell Charlie Davis. Garner okay. blew his um, his yeah. ACL out. Nasty man. I'm Nasty. in a game. We're playing. Actually, playing. We're actually playing against San Fran with Bryant Young. On that team, mm-hmm. on a Monday night, when I'm blocking Tim Harris, and all of a sudden I hear a pow, and I looked over and I and and, and I'm like, what was that? And then Tim Harris stopped. He looked, and then he started rushing again. So I started blocking him again. That was actually Rodney Pete's Achilles that popped. Oh, and, he, and he hit the ground. He hit the ground, and he let the ball go when he was falling down, and the crowd started booing him because he let go of the ball. Oh, oh my Here god! Here it is, his Achilles pop. You heard? I literally heard it pop. You heard it pop? Yes, I heard it pop, oh, dude. Oh, oh man! So I almost oh. like a shotgun. All right, so That's, oh man, we come back. Barrett was down there last night, and and he, he saw what Jordan Davis did there to Cam Jurgens. Uh, by the way, Cam Jurgens isn't some stiff either. Let's just be clear. Yeah, oh, Cam Jurgens is, is is as good as they come right now. Yeah, he's going to be a beast. Did you did you see how much bigger Davis was yeah. than than Jurgens? It looked like. A grown man b- blocking somebody in Pop Warner football. You in know, terms like of size difference. Think about how big. Look, Barrett's a gigantic human being. Jordan Davis towers over these guys. Yeah, like, makes these yes. guys look small. It's crazy. I, I, it's crazy. Anyway, so Barrett was down there last night. We're going to talk to him, get his impressions. Who's looking good? Who's not? Uh, a good night for Hertz. Uh, you know, according to most. Uh, people who were there we'll get into it there's a bunch of stuff to, to cover a lot of guys are banged up right now a little little you know nothing major but little minor stuff that we'll yeah get i mean into. how is how is how both left starting left tackles i mean both tackles i'm starting the starting left tackle the backup left tackle yeah are out with concussions right now yeah crazy that's so what we kept asking that. how is that possible i don't uh, yeah i don't know either i don't know I don't either know. so we'll, we'll do that when we get back even with the bubble heads <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look at John yeah even with those things <laughs> john dickerson <laughs> Look like D Gun tried to keep Barrett out of the cookout. <laughs> That's exactly right, John. And he Love bowled it. me over. You get to the cookout. You're right Love about it. that. That's right. All right. Do that. Vermeil at one. John McMullen at two. Phillies uh at 1:30. Don't go anywhere. We got a lot in store for you. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis on this Monday Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. All right, let's talk about Principal Financial. And my guy, Jim Murray. Jim Murray is the man to help you with your finances as he has with me, whether it's retirement planning, 401k review, insurance review. If you have a small business, you're trying to set up your employee benefits. You're not sure how to go about that. That's yet another resource that Jim can help you with. Also, if you're just not sure, all right, do do I want to invest? Do I want to do this? What's the best way to go about this? Jim can answer any of those questions that you have. I've entrusted him with my IRA, my 401k rollover, and I I could not be happier. Give him a call. 610-996-4751. That's 610-996-4751. Or you can email him, Murray, M-U-R-R-A-Y dot Jim at principal.com. That's Murray dot Jim at principal.com. 
Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on action. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. Glasses for cocktails, right? It's for this, this, this. And that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rip... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. up everybody thanks for hanging with us on the hope you had a great weekend along with Barrett brooks d gun rob l sports state jacob sports youtube network coming up at one o'clock dick Vermeil, he has the gold jacket he is a hall of famer john mcmullen at two tomorrow guys tomorrow south pal antonio can't wait to talk to south pal south pal is a part of the team now the jacob sports team so we're excited about that we will talk to him about that as well adam kaplan who does a phenomenal job covering the NFL will be joining us on Wednesday. We don't play, man. This is, you know what? Preseason. We're always in regular season form. Okay. That's the way we roll. Yes. And we're going to get our, our mute buttons turned off Barrett and Derek and make sure we're talking. Hit them. Oh, we got to be. But we're rolling, man. We're rolling. All right. So Barrett, let's, let's set the scene here. You're there last night at the link again, about 30,000 people there, which, Tells you how football hungry we are and crazed in this town. To put it in perspective, um, to put it in perspective, yeah. it was right around thirty thousand people that were at the Phillies game, mm. and it was almost the exact same amount that was at the Eagles practice. That's amazing. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, it, really it, it, it worked out perfectly. You know, because a lot of people from the stadium, the baseball stadium, just walked right over and, and went to the uh, that. I mean, for ten bucks a ticket. Yeah, it's a sweet little That's double amazing. dip, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you you got it all. You got it all. Love that. Love that. 
All right, so give me let let's go positive first, Barrett. What stood out to you uh, from a positive standpoint that you saw last night? Could be anything. Take your pick. Um, the biggest thing I saw was, regardless of the numbers that Jalen Hurts puts up, you're going to be in every game and you're going to win with Jalen Hurts. The stat line might might not be up there where everybody you know saying, oh, you know he's he's the next Tom Brady or you know if he's even a Dak Prescott. But wins are going to be what you get with Jalen Hurts. And that should be the ultimate as far as numbers that you should worry about. Mm. That win column. Individual accolades, I think, will be out the door when it comes to a guy like Jalen Hurts. Okay. So in looking at that, I'm very positive on him going forward. Now, it it, it brings me to say, all right, is he going to be worth $40 million? And that's the question that Howie Roseman and his agent have to talk about. You know, he might he might not be a a, a a forty million dollar quarterback, but he's a winning quarterback. I know that's what you're supposed to be making if you're a starter. But his numbers may not. Um, it may not might say that he should be getting forty million dollars. But maybe they work out a half a million. Maybe he gets like thirty two, thirty three. I don't want to take any money out of anybody's pocket. No, I but got there's you. there's there's got to be some. Um, there's got to be some reasoning behind how they're going to do this contract and how they're going to go forward with it. Because I'm telling you right now, Jalen Hurts is going to produce. All right, well, so Barrett, how do you define that? Like, put money aside for a minute. How deep can you take him in the playoffs? Can this guy win a Super Bowl with what you're saying? He absolutely can. He absolutely can. See, everybody thinks you need to be a gunslinger. Right. No. Right. I mean, um, Big Ben. Big Ben won his first Super Bowl in spite of Big Ben. He was just Ben Roethlisberger then. But they were able to formulate a game plan that you know, emphasized you know, his, his talent, but also the people around him put him in a great position to win. So, I mean, that's what you need. You need, you need to have that ability to play to a player's strengths, number one. So Shane Steichen, he's got a lot to do. But you also have to maintain a healthy mixture around him like special teams, maybe a guy like Kobe making a squad because of his unique ability to return kicks, and also a defense in which Gannon has to go out there and control things. He had to be aggressive. What I saw yesterday is him being aggressive. His play calling was aggressive. The guys played aggressive. So they're still ahead of the offense, but that's only because they've seen this offense all, all, um, all camp, all mini camps. They've seen it. So they can kind of predict what's going on before it happens. You know, you'll see a substantial difference than what you see, what you see now and what you see against Cleveland and Miami when they go out there and practice against them. Was Phil Sims a great quarterback? No. Nope. But he was a great manager of a game. Hostetler. Hostetler. Um, nope. Quarterback who won the Super Bowl with that one of the most dominant defenses in the history of pro football for the Ravens. Oh, yeah. Uh, 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 what, was was it? It? what is his name? Trent Dilfer. Trent Dilfer. Dilfer. Yep. Was was he a great quarterback? Nope. Brad Johnson. Brad nope. won a ring. They won rings. You put the right people around a quarterback who can manage a game and not cost you a game. You don't have to be great. You know, unfortunately, we 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 measure a quarterback's greatness by the numbers that he can put up individually. But uh, uh-uh. you measure it by the success the team has overall. And you've we've just talked. We've only scratched the surface of several 
good managing quarterbacks who knew how to take care of the football and put his team in position to win and let the other pieces around him, dominant defenses, running game, offensive line, take care of the heavy stuff, okay? So if, if what Barrett is saying is true, I don't care if Jalen Hurts doesn't have the strongest arm in the league. I don't care if if he throws for 400 yards a game. The bottom line is, how many times did he turn the ball over? How many times did he put the ball in the end zone? How many times did he put his team in a position to win a game? To me, that's all people care about. If you get this team, if a Jalen Hurts gets this team to a Super Bowl, everybody will shut up yep. about yep. Jalen Hurts' so-called deficiencies, Jalen Hurts' inability to, 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 to elevate his game, so on and so forth. But on the other side of that, Barrett, if he is just a manager of a game, and this team, let's let's say this team gets to the first round of the playoff and bows out again. And if you look at his overall numbers and quarterback play, and he's just a manager of a game, let's say 17 touchdowns, eight interceptions. What do you do as an organization after this season? That's a tough, tough pickle to be in very, because very you have two first round picks. You have supposedly a deep quarterback class coming out in 2023. Jalen Hurts didn't kill you in 2022, but let's say he improved just a little bit, not a lot. What are you going to do? That's a tough. That's a tough situation for this organization to be in. It, it absolutely is because you talk about everybody's got deals. Look at Murray. Murray got deals. He he got a deal. What was it 150 million guaranteed? Right around there. Um, you've got 240 million dollar deal, crazy, like yeah, 240 million, like 150, 160 mm-hmm. million dollars guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Um, then you got to look at you know the Ravens. Everything's going to be credited on what the Ravens do. Ravens going to have to pay you know their quarterback a lot of money. Where does Jalen Hurts fit in between those two quarterbacks? You know what I mean? That's I, that's where that's where he is. I mean, is he better than or is he better than Murray? Is he is he is he is he, you know, skilled enough to take his team to the next level? Can he make the players around him better? I know the players love playing around him, so in that capacity, he's already crossed. He's already crossed the check mark that, that they love him as a leader. Check mark cross right there. Um, he has the ability to be a multi-dimensional type of player. You have to respect his running just as well. You have to respect his passing. Check both of those boxes. Now it comes to him settling down. And running this offense, can he do it? You know, can he keep the defense off the field long enough so they can get a break? Can he keep the chains moving? When things break down, we know he can make plays. But what if they sit back? We're going to play coverage. We don't care about the run. We don't want big plays from 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 AJ Brown or Smitty. What do you do then? Can he throw the ball well enough to hit Goddard? To hit AJ? Yeah, you know. To hit Devontae. No, I think you I think you guys make fascinating points. I guess uh, I'll play devil's advocate for a minute, and I'll start with this. The Eagles, we know, would like to be a throwing team. With Jalen, if he's game managing to an extent, which I don't find to be a dirty word, I, I just I just to play off of what you were saying, it's probably going to be more of a conservative approach, right? Number one. And number two. What happens in a game where the running game's taken away? It's a it's a Tampa Bay. Wait, um, wait, Rob. When you say conservative approach, what do you mean? 
uh, more running than than they would probably like to. See, I honestly believe they're going to try to force feed Jalen again in terms of trying to get him to air the football out. Is that putting him in the best position to well, succeed? We're going to find out. See, that's because we've heard all these stories. And I didn't mean to cut you off, but we've heard all these stories right. all off season about Jalen has spent all this time with this quarterback guru on the West Coast. Mm-hmm. And we've heard the coaches talk during the offseason. We like where Jalen's progress is. Okay, but what does that mean? Right. That's, that's, what, what, what is that supposed to mean? Are you? Did you expect a little progress? Did you expect a, what? What did you? What did you expect? Does it mean you're going to go back to what you tried initially, the beginning of last season, or are we going to have more of the same? Like you're talking about running the football more than passing football, or running the football equally as much as throwing the football? Yeah, that balance. Right. So you know what I mean. So uh-huh. when you when you when you say that, that that's why I stopped you because I want to because I've heard the word before, conservative approach. Well, if we go conservative approach, does that mean Jalen's gotten that much better? Right. Yeah. That, like, in other words, we there should be a development. There should be development in the pass game where you don't have to. Look, I'm for however you win, you win. Like, I don't care. Like, if the team can't stop the run, run it 50 times for all I care. I don't care when. But I think that there's going to be teams like like the blueprint is let's let's get in the box let's stuff the run let's make them beat us through the through the air right, right. and I don't know if he was capable of doing that against really good teams last year I hope he's capable of doing that this year against the better teams not just the you know the the also rans that they beat up on last year and okay. I just, that's all, my only point is I I hope that he's taking that next step from where he was because there are going to be games where he's going to have to throw them to to a victory and we didn't really see it like do you guys remember a game where he really threw them to a victory again. I don't care how you win, but I'm just I'm just trying to think of an example. Hmm. Uh, you know what? He almost did Let's against see. San Fran. He said he almost did. <laughs> but but see, I will add this, Bear. You said he almost did, but did San did, did San Francisco call off the dogs? You know, how teams call off the dogs and let teams get back in game. Right. Yeah. Right, yeah, there's right, a, right. the you natural letdown. There's a yes, natural we, letdown. How many times did we see that last year yeah. when the Chargers? Um, you know, Tampa Bay, um, you know, teams let them back in the game because they called off the dogs. Right. And, well, and, and you know, Xander's right about this, too. First half versus Broncos. He threw very well. Yes, he did throw very well. Yeah, he well. did. Exactly. Yep. He also, he also threw well against uh, – he also threw well against um, the Raiders, you know what I'm saying, and, and when they he was I – mean, he was the only office that they had. Yeah, but I mean, they, just they, were, they were getting their ass kicked in that game. I mean, I right, know, right, I right, 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 right. You know? Uh, but that's uh, again. I'm not telling you. I'm not sitting here saying he can't. I'm not in a can't category at all with him. I, I'm not either. I, I'm in a just. I want to see it. I didn't see it last year necessarily, and it, he just has to be better. He has to be better in the pass game. Look, we could go through all of it that we always talk about. He's got to be better in the pocket progressions and all that. I just want to see it with him. And look, he made a couple throws last night, and I know what it is. I know it's practice and all that, but that were encouraging, you know. And he's got better. Uh, guys who are going to make plays for him, too. I mean, A.J. Yep. Brown made a play last night that only Devontae Smith could make last year in the receiving game. No with question. that touchdown. No you question. Know? Yeah, and, and we can talk about that, too. You know, that's, to me, I just felt like that's 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 Jalen Hurts having confidence in his friend, having confidence that he can make that play. He didn't have that confidence with Jalen Rager. He didn't have that confidence with guys last year right. that, that they can go out and make that play. I mean, even even Smitty's so far I say Smitty because Smitty's a great route runner. Smitty's gonna be open because he runs great routes. 
he's not necessarily go out there and Debo passes from from two DBs like you know mm-hmm. AJ did yesterday. You know the fact that he went up and challenged them, and that's 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 how he's going to be comfortable with AJ because he knows that he's always got a shot, even though the pass might not be perfect. He can still get the ball to AJ, and his hands are strong enough, his arms long enough, and his body's thick enough that he can fend off defenders. He can take it from defenders. He can Debo guys. And that gives you a huge catch radius when you're thinking about a receiver like A.J. Brown. Not necessarily is, you know, how wide his arm strength is or anything. I mean, his width is or, 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 or you know, how tall he is or anything like that. But more so the comfort of knowing that he can out-muscle guys to get the ball. He's, he gives a much more forgiving catch radius. That's what, that's what I should say, a forgiving catch radius as opposed to a huge catch rate. He has a more forgiving catch radius because if you do throw it somewhere, he can still go get it and not be deterred by somebody hanging on him or, or, or somebody you know defending the pass. He can trust that, that A.J. is going to muscle the ball or, or deal with the ball from the DB. Last year, Jalen Hurts had um... – two games where he threw for over 300 yards in back-to-back weeks against Kansas City and Dallas. Both of those games were blowouts. And and Kansas City and Dallas won those games. Um, he had nine games where he threw for less than 200 yards, obviously, because the running game uh, was so dominant. The last time Jalen Hurts threw for over 300 yards was uh, week four against Kansas City. After that, it was 198, 115, 236, 103. Are we going to see more of that from Jalen Hurts? You know, we, you know, Rob has said it many a times. I've, look, I've looked at other media people posting that they expect the Eagles to throw the ball a lot more this year. You didn't bring in a $100 million receiver to have him be a decoy. Right. Okay. Devontae Smith proved in his rookie campaign that he is an accomplished route runner. Year two of Quez Watkins should be a lot better than it was just a season ago. Yep, yep, yep. But, uh, and it's the million-dollar question we've talked about since the inception of this show on April 18th, as well as so many other people. It has been a great debate when you talk about the Philadelphia Eagles, not just from a local standpoint, but from a national standpoint as well. What is Jalen Hurts to this team in 2022? That is the great mystery. Will we be pleasantly surprised or will be, will it be gut wrenching or will it be somewhere in the middle in terms of what we see? I know exactly what the Eagles want because it will help them make decisions a lot quicker and a lot sooner and feel comfortable about looking beyond this season into next season. But like Rob said, and everybody else is saying, I got to see it. We got to see it. Yeah. Not and, just and, one week consistently. Right. And that's the thing. It, uh, you, you know, in this league, guys, the teams are going to take stuff away. You need to be able to win games in, in, in a multitude of ways. Sometimes it's going to be a run game. Sometimes your defense is going to carry. It's just that kind of game. They're going to have to create some turnovers or whatever. And that's the other thing that I don't I don't think that Jalen was aided by last year was a defense that took the ball away a ton and gave him short fields in his defense. So, you know, look again. All right, so let me let's let me get that uh, Shizzo flex again one more time. Let me uh, read that. This isn't the old NFL. If you don't have that guy at QB, you you won't win. Chiefs are a perfect example. Them weapons been there on. Oh, Alex Smith was limited. Okay, uh, so basically until they got Mahomes, 
you know, they, they weren't able to, to win in that way. Alex Smith was a fine game manager, but they didn't ultimately win it. And, and look, there, uh, there's the Alex Smith argument, the Ryan Tannehill argument that you could be a good playoff team, but maybe not to win the whole thing with those guys. And I think right, right. this is what Jalen has to show us that he can rise above, that he's not just those guys. And I think that's kind of where we're at as we yeah. go into this thing. It's yeah. a it's a show and tell, right? And, and, yeah. and we're, yeah. Well, AJ Brown's going to make them better. Right. AJ's going to make them better. The run game's going to make them better. That offensive line is going to make them better. He'll be able to flourish, man. He has so many um, He has so many things to help him out. You know, this young quarterback has so many things to help him out. He has a, yes. a, a yes. coaching staff that, yes. that wants to make sure that he's successful. They want him to be good. Um, this offensive line takes pride in being one of the number one lines in the league. Sure. So, you know – Things are just falling into place. Makes sense. You know, it just so happened it got accelerated when AJ Brown was acquired. Everything Absolutely. got accelerated. All right, get so so Jalen looked good in your estimation last night. Anybody else stand out? Barrett, anybody else? You know, of just, course. Just I mean, Jordan Davis. Who else? Anybody else? Jordan Davis. I tell you what, the defensive line as a whole looked absolutely amazing. Now, you know, it, it was a makeshift uh, starting O line. You know that they had there. I mean, you didn't have your starting left tackle. Everybody else was there. But, you know, running the ball once again, the offensive line took control of the offensive, uh, defensive line. But then on pass plays, you see the multiple fronts that, um, that that Gannon had out there. Like he had two linebackers on. He had Hassan Reddick and uh, I think it's Patrick Johnson on one side. Hmm. And they were rushing from one side. He had Fletcher Cox and, 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 um, and somebody else on the other side. You know, little things like that. I think it was Sweat. Hmm. They applied some pressure. On Hertz, Hertz showed the ability to get away from that pressure, and we know that he can do that. But I mean, it's it's the multiple fronts that the defense had really were sh- you know they they shined yesterday. The DBs shined yesterday. Bradbury is just as good as big play Slay. He showed it. Man, Even he's though, getting, you know, he's getting great reviews so far. Bradbury, oh, no question, no yeah. question. Um, Epps played phenomenal, and like I said before, um, Epps will be that deep safety. The guy that can run from sideline to sideline, have a lot of range, played well yesterday. But um, Harris is inside the box, and he looked comfortable inside the box. He looked like he belonged there. He's up there, you know, sticking his face in there. Now, we they didn't tackle, so I don't know how well his tackling is going to be. You know, it's, it's, it's one thing, you know, run up to somebody, act like you're going to hit him, like, you know, oh, yeah. you know, oh, I got you, rather than, you know, really having somebody run straight through your chest, you know what I'm saying, and mm-hmm. keep going. You know, we'll see. We didn't see any of that. There was a lot of plays the linebackers looked like. I mean, um, just the defense period looked like they might have made that play. But I still don't know if they can tackle. They don't know if they can tackle yet. But they were uh, in position. They were definitely uh, in position. I got to ask you, uh, you know, a, a couple of receivers. Deion Kane apparently has looked really good throughout Yes, camp. he has. Yes, he has. At one point, I think it was Friday. Maybe it was Friday or Saturday. Britton Covey was running with the ones and Rager was running with the twos. Has he, has he impressed that? Because Sirianni's gushing over him every chance he gets. What's well, going on? Because, because he, he's doing what he needs to do to work on his craft. You could tell that he, they understand, he understands yeah. that he needs to do above and beyond what other players are doing. Like little things, like they were running, right. um, they were running, you know, uh, not even one on, well, they were just going through uh, work, um, beginning doing you know individuals and they were out running routes for the quarterbacks and they were running deep outs and on the deep out usually guys would catch the out 
and then run out of bounds. Covey, he went out there. He didn't run out of bounds. He got it, turned to the sideline, and then turned it up to go finish the route out, finish the play out. Those little things that I saw him doing that I didn't see other guys doing that should be doing it. Mm. I can see if you're A.J. Brown, you're catching out, and you kind of you know jog out of bounds or kind of stumble out of bounds. He finished the route. He would catch on the sideline, bring it in, and still had a wherewithal to turn it up the field, stay in bounds, and keep going for more yardage. That's how you condition yourself to do the little things. They'll become instant. It'll be an instant reaction when you're in a game. Mm-hmm. You'll have the opportunity to do it because you've trained your body to do it. You've trained your body to see where the sideline is, stop, and go make a play. A lot of these guys aren't doing the necessary little things that eat, that equal bigger things later on. You gotcha. condition yourself now mm-hmm. to do it in games because then it becomes second nature to you. You don't have to tell yourself to do it. Well, right. in, a, in a lot of cases, also Sirianni said last week, don't read too much into who's with the ones and the twos. You know, people were shocked when Miles Sanders was running with the twos last week. Basically, what he wants to do, he wants to find out what guys can play with a better competition, obviously. Right. A lot of decisions to be made in that regard. No doubt. All right, we're going to step aside because we have a Hall of Famer coming up next. You don't get a chance to say that too often. But, yes, Dick Vermeil himself coming up when we get back. Hey, by the way, let's we appreciate everybody who's uh, who's viewing, who's streaming, who's listening, everybody in the chat room. Let's destroy the like button during this. Let's see if we can get 50 at least just between now when we hit the break and when we get back. Let's see if we can do that, all right? So let's get moving on the like button. We come back. Dick Vermeil, Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis. We're Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Let's talk pro action restoration. They are unbelievable. If it you have a home, you have a business, you have a property, and you've experienced water, fire, smoke, mold damage, whatever the case may be, they're the people that you want to call to get it fixed and get it done right. They're on call 24 hours, seven days a week to assist. I've gone through it. I reached out on a Saturday. They were there quickly like that, cleaned it up, reasonable price, I was thrilled, all right? And they're licensed, bonded, fully insured. They've been serving the tri-state area for more than two decades. ProAction will work in conjunction with your insurance company. Again, could be water, could be fire, could be smoke damage, mold remediation, you name it. They can handle it. Give them a call, 610-623-3760, 610-623-3760. Or you can reach them online for a consultation, ProActionRestoration.com. That's ProActionRestoration.com. Stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on that. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. 
At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. The glass is for cocktails, right? It's for this, 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 and that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Yo, okay, but is the rim... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. What's up, everybody? Thanks for hanging with us. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. And by the way, uh, just a reminder, go to jacobsports.com for all of our unbelievable Eagles content. You can check all of that out. Uh, John McMullen's work, Paul Domowich, everybody else. Uh, we have just an unbelievable team on there with great content for you to check out. It's also a way to link up to the shows, to the various shows, including ours. Uh, and as well, on top of that, guys, you can go there or you can go to Jacob Sports YouTube Network to check out Barrett uh, handling his doggy or just kidding or uh, any of our interviews that we've had uh, over the, so for example, we had Merrill Reese on, on Friday. We had Paul Domowich on Friday as well. Uh, you know, EJ Smith on Thursday, we could go on and on Brian Westbrook uh, on August 1st on and on and on. Uh, if you get a chance to check that out, just, just check it out. And uh, we have, we podcast all of our interviews in their entirety. We are efforting, as they say in the business, efforting Coach Vermeil, who will be joining us shortly. We will have uh, uh, Dick up and running. Barrett, any other observations while we have a little time before Dick uh, from last night that stood out? Of course, we saw the video earlier of Jordan Davis just man manhandling Cam Jurgens in, in a just ridiculous way. But anything else stand out? How about Britton Covey? Covey. Yeah. How about he's uh, he started out the kicker, I mean, the punt returns. Okay. Uh. He, was, he was starting to punt Richard. Now, I mean, I don't know what to make of it. It wasn't Jalen Rager, but I did see him <laughs> in there. I never saw Jalen Rager with the ones, but I saw Covey with the ones. Feeling more and more like he's making the team, doesn't it? I know we're we're still a ways away, but it's feeling more and more yes, like that. Yes, yes. Well, then if, Co if Covey's making a team, what does that mean for Rager? Well, I think it's those two. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, they keep six. I keep telling you guys, I don't, I'm not, I see you guys, you guys feel strongly about Rager making his team. And I've told you guys since May, mm -hmm. I don't feel that strongly about Rager making his team. No, you I'm, have I'm still bullish that. on it though. I'm still bullish on yeah. it. I am too. I'm not, I'm not backing down. Look, I, I think 
you know, the, it's going to come down to these two joint practices and, and guys are going to have to look good in preseason games. who are actually playing like Reagan Rager's going to be playing, you know, I yes, mean, yes. Covey's going to get every opportunity out there. Right. There, there's plenty of opportunities, man, for these guys to show out. And if they're, to, to get some separation from somebody else, man. And it's not just the offense. It could be defense, could be uh, – Barrett, there's a lot of good linebackers, man, and guys who probably and, should make an NFL all, roster who may not. No question about that. You know what I mean? Can you believe that? We have a surplus of linebackers. Yeah, I really can't remember the last time we, <laughs> we said that, right? Absolutely. Ah, da, da. And I'm looking – and when I look at I'm, – I'm, let me pull up the roster right now. I was actually um, just, just looking at how good these guys look and how well they've been playing. Like, at this point, I'm watching how good um, T.J. Edwards has been. Awesome, I mean, right? He yeah. has been unbelievable. I mean, he's, 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 he's making plays everywhere. Run, I mean, not just the run, but also on pass play. But you know what he's doing, he's Barry? He's saying, guess what? I'm not the one coming off the field for the rookie. It ain't going to be da, da, da. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. He's 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 probably had the best camp out of anybody that that you know both sides of the ball. Yeah, I mean, wow. he's been the best player in camp. Period. Well, I mean, I, I, all right, we'll put it like this: he and AJ Brown are on the same level. Okay, as far as uh, being aware of where they are on camp, much watch TV in camp has been TJ Edwards and AJ Brown. Hmm. That's how well that they've been going. Very then cool. you look at guys like Kazir White. Kazir White making plays. I mean, he's running things down. You know, he's 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 looking like he's there to make the tackle. You know, we we'll see if he make the tackle during game type situations, but he's there to make every single play. He and TJ to make every single play. Uh, like I said, Epps playing that deep safety, roaming around there like he belongs back there. You don't have to worry about him now. The ball goes up in there. There's a good chance he's going to be where he's supposed to be and get there with a nasty disposition. Cornerbacks are looking good. You know. When you don't hear a guy's name, that means they're doing very well. It's like Avante Maddox gets lost in the sauce. Not because he's not playing well, but he's doing his job. There's nobody catching people, where it, whether it's in his zone or his guy's man-to-man. He's man-to-guy, man-to-man. He's doing his job. Slay, too. You don't hear people catching passes on Slay. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's good to have a secondary back there that you can trust. And I, I trust those guys right now. Yeah. All right. Anybody struggling that you, that you noticed, uh, whether it's big names, guys trying to make the team. And, um, I, and it may be impossible in that setting. I don't know. I might be asking you something that's it's, hard to answer. It's, it's tough. I mean, I still don't know what Sippos is doing. Sippos, whoever his name is. Sippos, yeah. Sippos <laughs> is doing. I don't know what the hell he's doing. Okay. You know. Um, what about Nakobe? I mean, did he do any, do much of anything? Or did you really? Did he go unnoticed? Feels like he's been unnoticed. quiet. Generally. Unnoticed. Unnoticed. Yeah, okay. He's still learning. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's 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 hard for a guy to come in and learn this system, even when you're a veteran player. And you know, I, I just don't know. All right, guess what, guys? Our, our our next guest is ready to roll, and we don't keep Hall of Famers waiting. And there he is, the one and only. Fresh you, off of Kenton. Dick, first off, just congratulations. I you know, you. we were we are so thrilled Unbelievable. For you in yeah. the Philadelphia Thanks, area. Coach. And I know you appreciate that, but it really meant a lot to a lot of people in this area. So congratulations. Thank you. I appreciate that as well. And uh 
you know, it's a great area to live, especially if you're a football coach. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, well it's, it's, it's funny. It's funny when we announced uh, on social media that you were going to be on today. So many people on my my social media line, please tell coach that we love him. Well, and from a, from a Philadelphia fan base, you know, yeah. they don't extend those kind of accolades to just anybody. <laughs> no, coach. they For don't. For them to say, please tell coach that we love him. Yeah. That tells you what you meant to this fan base in this city. Well, thank you. You know, that, what's great about the fan base, they remember they remember the t- seasons we won. They don't remember the seasons we lost. So that makes it <laughs> nice when you live here. Uh, well, uh, Dick, there's so much to, to go into. But l- let, let's start with, I guess, the beginning from an Eagles standpoint. You have the monumental upset of Ohio State, which I, I know, you know, to, to beat Woody Hayes and that team that beat you earlier that year pretty handily. You win that game. Jimmy Murray and Leonard Toes reach out to you, and you had a perfect setup in, in, in Southern California. Let, let's face it. You, you could attend for the national championship the next year. Your family loved it there. Yeah. And you initially turned them down, and then there's a second interview conversation. What made you at least give it a shot and say, you know what, maybe I'll talk to these guys again. Let me see. Well, in the staff meeting late Monday, because, you know, the Rose Bowl is also a big recruiting weekend mm-hmm. and we win the game recruiting was going well and uh late in the staff meeting i said guys guess what and i said uh, leonard toast the owner of the philadelphia eagles and jim murray called me earlier today and want to meet with me in regard to taking the job in philadelphia eagles and i told him i wasn't interested and one of my lead coaches i'm not sure it might have been bill mcpherson said coach you're crazy you, you can't <laughs> not to at least talk, at least talk to him. Yeah. So I said, you know, guys, I think we can build a national championship here. You know, with you guys, the quality of year you are and all that kind of stuff. And we talked a bit. So when they left the meeting room, I called Chuck Knox and told him what had happened. And Chuck said, you take that job. <laughs> I called George Allen. I said, George, you know what happened? He says, yeah, I know what happened because he talked to me about you. You take that job. He said, nobody wow. comes up on the phone and offers you a head coaching job in the NFL. So I agreed to meet with him. So it was Thursday morning, Tuesday and Wednesday went by. I went over and met him on a Thursday morning at the Beverly Hills Hotel. And there's Jim Murray and Leonard Toast and uh, I think Sam Procopio. And uh, we started talking. And the more I listened to Jim Murray, most other people didn't say too much. And uh, I started listening to Jim and listening to Jim. And I'd already been given advice to hey, take the job. I said, all right, you guys, you know, uh, I'll do it. I'll do it. I didn't have an agent. But Leonard Toast knew an agent that was deeply affiliated with the Rams. It was a Hollywood agent and a good guy. And I, right now, my 85-year-old mind doesn't give me the name, but I might uh, anyway. He said, I'll call him and we'll put together an agreement. So he called him. I knew him because he used to fly on some of our flights with the Ram team. I felt comfortable with him. They put together an agreement and uh, looked good to me. You know, I was making $30,000 a year coaching. Uh, what? Yeah, yeah, they didn't pick up the Ram <laughs> 30,000 and, and they Dick, like, they bumped you up to 50, right? Wasn't that no. your first deal? And, and back they were going to give me a raise to 2,500 after the win. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, 
I go to the Eagles at fifty thousand dollars a year. I said, "Wow, that's that's great." You know, a five-year contract and deferred compensation, and uh, you know, it just it sounded good. So we we put the, together the agreement, and uh, I had a UCLA friend, uh, uh, Kevin uh, uh, Marv Demoff. Okay, yeah, yeah. oh, the eight, one of the big agents, name a big yeah. name, famous guy. Yeah. He reviewed the contract and made him change a few things, and I signed it. I wow. Signed wow. Here I so, came. But kids and family didn't want to go, I'll tell you that. It was four to one, right? Your yeah. wife Carol said, yeah. I can still remember Jimmy Murray. You know, you know, he could sell a drowning man a bucket of water. <laughs> he says to me, you come to Philadelphia, Coach. You turn this thing around. He says, you'll be more popular than John Wayne. <laughs> so let me let me just real quick I, 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 I had met him yeah well he so jim is my godfather dick okay oh, is he really yes uh he he is and it was very nice that you you gave him a, a mention during your speech and jimmy's son little jimmy was there young jimmy and that means the world to to us but i have a i have a ball here guys my dad uh, bob ellis worked for the eagles okay, okay. Yeah. i lost my dad in 2020 but yeah Wow. Dick, Dick, and I'll show you the bottom. Sincerely, Coach Romeo gave my dad a a game ball. Okay, uh, in in 1982. Wow, uh, and it meant I still have it. Obviously, it's a big deal to me. But this tells you the kind of person that Dick is. He he takes care of the little people too. So just FYI and yeah. a thank you. Yeah, well, thank you for for mentioning that. You know what I have found in my career. When everybody that so called little people which they really aren't mm -hmm. but so labeled when they're all happy, everybody else is really excited. Yep. You exactly. Know? And exactly. you never know what you do for a person that is so rememberable to them. They carry it the rest of their lives. Yep. And yeah. he did Just like that football. Yeah. Hey, he did. Otho Davis. Yep. yep. His casket was a game ball. I gave him. Wow. Wow. That, wow. that speaks yeah. volumes. So, yeah. So, I was yeah. with Otho. I was with yeah. Otho my, my first two years and three years in the league. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Otho, great so, guy. so, so coach, you look, you look at all the things that you accomplished as a professional coach and then you look, you took a 14 year gap and you stepped away from the game and then you come back to the game. When you look back on what you accomplished as a professional coach, are you more pleased with the, the, the the wins and what you accomplished in terms of wins and losses or being a motivator of men, because I've heard so many men talk about what you meant to them, not as a coach, but as a person and as a mentor. Well, I, you know, I, I cherish my relationships more than I do my wins. Mm. Yeah. You know, and that's, it's it, right now it's sort of glaring in my career because everybody was there. And those that weren't there are contacting me. So I had messages from players today, and I've been on the phone all morning and, and answering texts. And uh, uh, those things mean as much or more than the wins to me. And it's not because I'm 85 years old. It, they have always been important to me. For example, a lot of people at the party Saturday night, over 430 people, six of my high school starting lineup for from Hillsdale High School in 1960. Wow. We're there. <laughs> Unbelievable. 78, 79, and 80 years old today. I wow. still call them kids. And they still call me coach. Okay. Wow. So, uh, you can't believe how meaningful that is and how much how much warmth you as a person. I forgot all the wins, but I have never forgot them. Wow. 
Wow, that's incredible, Coach. You know, and I've, I've been wanting to ask you this for a long time. I meant to ask you last time I was at the, um, at the, you know, just before the awards banquet down in uh, AC. But Maxwell. what made you be a Maxwell Award? What made you take that 14-year hiatus, and what made you want to come back to coaching? Well, what made me take the leave of absence, which wasn't going to be for 14 years, uh, was uh, it got so – the excitement of a win and the satisfaction of a win lasted about five minutes. Mm-hmm. And the disappointment and concerns over a loss would last four days. Wow. And it was uh, snowballing on me. And uh, I can remember flying home on an airplane when we had a nice big win and Carol was sitting next to me and she said, Dick, why aren't you smiling? And I was already thinking about, the challenge of next week's game. She relax and enjoy. You just want a football game. But I allowed that to grow on me. And then you'd go in and you can appreciate this when you're as a player, I go into preparation on Monday, start for the next game. And all I think of, especially after a loss is what I should have done to win that one. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and all of a sudden on Thursday and Friday, we're running out of preparation time. All of a sudden I start seeing things in, in game plan preparation that I didn't see on Monday and Tuesday because I was all locked in what I should have done. The one we already lost mm-hmm. and it snowballed me. And, uh, mm-hmm. and I just, I just didn't, I didn't feel good about myself as a coach. And I, I thought I'd take a year off. I did not plan on taking uh, 14 years off. <laughs> Dick, I, let, let's swing wow. back to, to two years prior to you, to you stepping down. You have the ultimate win. I, I you, the NFC championship win, over the Cowboys, and again, what that means to this city. You you set the bar. I, I was watching your your a football life NFL Network this weekend, as a matter of fact, and you said, you know, not all coaches would do this, but I came in here to this city and I set the bar at the Cowboys, and I said they're the team that we are going to have to knock off their perch. So the ultimate crescendo is you beat them in the NFC Championship game. What was that feeling like? What you know, you talk about how the celebrating a win or later years, maybe not as much. How much, how enjoyable and satisfactory was that? Well, probably too much. You know, to me, I would I would call that game equivalent to beating Tennessee in the Super Bowl. Wow! Especially for me at that time period, young, intense, too emotional. Uh, it meant, I mean, it was it was almost as as if God, we made it. We hadn't made it yet. We had one more game to play. Mm. Right? You know, so the next time. I get in the same situation. I didn't feel like we made it. I was pleased with a win. We haven't won it yet. Hmm. And I, I think that uh, was something I learned uh, at that city, at that time in my career, and it helped me for the next game. And, you, and the other thing is you didn't have a week off, right? I mean, you, yeah, it, you I, didn't have enough, I didn't have enough time to screw them up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. That is great. Hey, well, Coach, I, yeah, go ahead. Uh, yeah. I want to I want to bring it fast forward to coach and you, uh, you still watch this Eagles team closely mm-hmm. and, and I, I, we would love to hear your thoughts on what you see in young Jalen Hurts. There has been so much talk about this young man this entire offseason. Mm-hmm. Your thoughts on what you see and what you think about him as a professional athlete. I see an unlimited athletic talented kid in terms of but that doesn't make you an unlimited passer. Yeah. Yeah. But all the body skills and reactions and timing and quickness and and that kind, uh, if that trickles down into making him a great passer, 
you know, there are a lot of great quarterbacks that weren't very good athletes. Right. But they could throw mm -hmm. the ball. They could throw the ball. And uh, I think if he makes that next move, he'll be a gifted uh, – he'll take a team to a Super Bowl. Wow, that's pathetic. Well, you know, Coach, I don't have any more questions. I'm just in awe, you know, just seeing everything that happened over the past um, couple of weeks, couple of months, you know, and it, it just couldn't happen to a better person, a better Absolutely. man, a Absolutely. better coach, and just, just – you know, I really appreciate every opportunity I've had to be around you. You treated me like, like you know, I was one of your players, and I want to thank you for that. Well, thank appreciate you. It. you know something? The first time I ever walked into an NFL locker room was 1962. Red Hickey was the head coach of the San Francisco 49ers. His son was playing on my football team. Wow. And once in a while, Mrs. Hickey, Mike Hickey, would pick Carol and I up and take us to a Sunday game in Kezar Stadium. Wow. And after the game, we would get to go down to the locker room. And the first time I ever walked into an, a, a Kezar Stadium locker room and there were pro football players, I could not I, – I, I don't know if I've ever uh, experienced how it made me feel. I said, oh, my God, I was like in football heaven. You know, it's just I was so in awe of these guys. Some guy sitting in the locker room over there having a cigarette. <laughs> Good old days. Big name pro football. Here I am, a high school coach, you know. And uh, it just it, it made me put those guys up on a pedestal. That, uh, But I didn't walk out of there thinking I, should, I would like to coach them. I just, it just uh, it was a, a very ex great feeling to be in a room with those kind of people. And then to, to be in the room with all these guys that came in for the Hall of Fame last week. Oh, my you goodness. Know, my entire starting offensive team, plus my nickel receiver, was there for the Ram. Wow. Wow. The entire group. And the, one of the smartest things we did during the party, we took pictures of each team together. Mm. And the Rams wow. were all the guys there. Uh, more than the Chiefs by a lot. And a, a lot of the Eagles were there, too. We have some Eagles that couldn't travel. Right. Yeah. You know, when yeah. you combine playing a number of years in the NFL after a college career with the age an NFL player is now, like my guys, they don't move like the normal citizen at 78, 74, 72 yeah. years old. And their problems are magnified. And I have great empathy for those guys, great compassion for them. And I'm very close to, especially very close to my Philadelphia guys, you know, Jerry Sizemore couldn't be there. Okay. Mm. He called me, called, always calls me Padna. And <laughs> called me last week. We had a great conversation. Guy Morris is not in good condition. Not good. Stan Walters could not come. His, he, his knees are so bad going on airplane, doing all that. Those three guys played mm. for me, started every, for seven years. They missed three games. Wow. Combined. Unbelievable. Wow. Combined seven years. But they paid the price physically. And in, and then some of it now, uh, mentally, yeah. because of the CTE symptoms. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, I'm deeply in debt to those guys. Deeply in debt. They said that's why you stopped um, having your, your your golf tournament because of that, you know, because those guys wanted to get there so bad that, um, you know, they just couldn't get there. Yeah, and I, what I realized, some of them were coming just because I asked them. Wow. Yes. Rather than because they really wanted to be there. It became yeah. a reunion, okay, 
which re really the night before the party was a lot of fun. <laughs> right. Of, I mean, even doc, you know, our doc team doctors, Jimmy Murray and our photographers, every, everybody in town, Leo Carlin, God bless him. He's not in good health right now. You know, we would be, you know, be 40, 50 of us total with wives in a room. And uh, it was a wonderful, wonderful experience. And then next day you go to play golf. 90% of them can't play. You know, <laughs> wow. the only reason they came there was to support me and be together. So uh, I just decided I was putting too much pressure on them to satisfy me. Oh, so, Dick, let me let me ask you, do you you won it as a Ram, but you you said I'm going in as an Eagle. What the, the connection you had with the city that you still had to this day. I mean, you're on billboards 40 years after you you stepped aside. How do you explain it that bond that you have with this city? Well, you know, I think credibility is something that takes a long time to earn. And if you haven't earned it, you can't use it. And since I've been here for a long time, I've earned credibility. I've invested a lot of time in the community. And like I think I said in the speech, you know, I was given eight minutes. And not too long before I went out there, the president of the Hall of Fame <laughs> came, back and came and said to me, do what you want. Nice. Wow. wow. Me up. So therefore, I went, uh, most of my presentation was not on my notes. It was out of my heart. And uh, I just winged it and, and things came up. And I, I, I forgot a few. I forgot Carl Harrison. Great mm. defensive line. Play, he yep. played for me and coached every down at the Rams and every down at the Chiefs with me. Mm -hmm. I called him right after I've got the stage. I, I called Carl Harrison. I said, Carl. Uh, I blew it. I, you know, I got emotional talking about people in front of me and asked, you know, like you said, ask Jimmy Murray Jr. stand up, yeah. uh, you know, ask Leonard Tosa's granddaughter. All of a sudden, one of the most important men in my entire career, regardless of where it goes, I forget. Hmm. So, but, you know, uh, you, you know what? Yeah, like he says, you know, coach, I know how you feel, so don't worry about it. Mm. You know, but, uh, you know, uh, like I said, I think I said, I feel like I know everybody in this city personally and i feel that way mm. so, so so coach you have been in some of the most pressure-packed situation a human being could be in so now is the grandest moment of your career you're about to walk out on that stage and deliver your hall of fame speech now obviously you you've nerfed the word nervous was a part of your everyday vocabulary yeah. as a coach how nervous were you giving that speech you know, it's a great question. First off, I ended up not being nervous at all. As okay. soon as he freed me up, <laughs> you know, and the other thing, I, you know, I'll tell you exactly what I said. Many times in my career, I didn't do it often. I would pick a game that we're playing and I'd say, guys, there's a time in everybody's career to be at their best. And now is the time. Mm. <laughs> choking me up to think about it now. Mm. That's what I said to myself. Mm. And I went out and did it. But that's exactly mm. where my thoughts were at that time. Mm. Wow. And you nailed it. You yeah. nailed it. Well, I asked my players to do it. Mm -hmm. If I ask them to do it, I better do it myself. Yep. That's awesome. right. on. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Wow, that's I awesome. thought I thought it was really cool too. The night before the the uh, the, the ceremonies. You had your three quarterbacks. In other words, you had John Shira, who was your quarterback at UCLA. Of course, played safety for the Eagles. Yeah. You had Jaws 
and you had, of course, Kurt Warner. You had your three Trent, guys. No, Trent Green. Or Trent Green, excuse Trent me. Green. You, you had your three Tyros guys. The next day. Yeah. John Tyros was the, when he took the cover off the bust. The yeah. bust, right. I, but I just thought that, you know, to reach back to your guy at UCLA and, and how much that, obviously, that win propelled you. Yeah. But that just shows you how far back your reach goes. And you don't forget about anybody. I thought that was awesome. Yeah. Well, when I went in for my uh, orientation process going into the Hall of Fame, uh, I said to those people, you know, I, I know there's a gold jacket ceremony and I know there's a televised where they unveil the bust and I'm the speaker. I says, when I receive my gold jacket, my wife is going to give it to me, but I'm going to have all three of my starting quarterbacks with me. Mm. You know what they said? That's never been done before. Mm. That's exactly what they said. I said, well, it's about time. <laughs> uh, then I said, I want John Shira to be with me when I walk on that stage to unveil that bust. Because if he doesn't become the most valuable player in the Rose Bowl and upset the number one team in the country, I'm not here. I'm not here. Leonard Toast doesn't get on an airplane with Jim Murray to fly to uh, recruit and uh, hire a losing football coach. That's not, that not happen. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and uh, so I, 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 it gave me a great feeling to be able to pay my respect in a deeper way than just telling me I love them. Yeah. Very cool. Well, you mentioned, you mentioned Carol, your wife, 66 years, I believe that yeah. you guys have been uh, have married. Um, and the, the life of a coach's wife is not always an easy one. You know, the, the hours are crazy and especially your younger years. Yeah. Just just talk about, you know, what responsibility she took on while you were doing your thing as a coach. Well, first, she was mom and dad mm-hmm. a lot. Once I got into the level where you're not home at night, you know, I was a high school coach, a junior college coach, and that I was home every night. And that was right. even as an assistant coach in college, I was home like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday nights, yeah. but sometimes not for dinner. But I was in the house. Yeah. But when you get in those pressure jobs, uh, there's no way to fulfill your responsibilities as a father at the highest level. So somebody has to cover your back. And, and Carol did an amazing job. An amazing, there's a lot of things those kids did she won't tell me. I get <laughs> she, she, she always says, you do not need to know. <laughs> it's on a need to know basis, yeah. yeah. Her career was mine. Today, because of the economy and because of how we've moved socially is the women have their own career, rightfully so. But as a coach's wife, boy, that's tough to do. Mm -hmm. And there are some to do it. Carol didn't. Her career was being my wife, my assistant coach and, and the father and mother many times, you know, Mm -hmm. Carol in, in her career uh, has probably fed in our house, 80% 80% of the players we ever coached Wow! in our house, especially if you get older and you don't have kids in your own home and you bring all the linebackers and their wives home for dinner on Thursday night in the off season when the training programs are, or you oh, hell, we used to have a the complete organization party at our house in Bryn Mawr, the entire <laughs> organization. And George Hill and I would do all the cooking and Carol would do all the cake. We, we have never carried uh, catered a meal. We always wanted to do it. And then we'd have player wives bring stuff. And uh-huh. it became, uh, you know, it became something they really looked forward to doing. And 
we did down all the way many times. I can't tell you how many times a player walks up to me and sees Carol and he'll, they'll say, yeah, Mrs. Vermeil, are you still making that same order? <laughs> are you still making that salad the way you used to make it? Coach, are you still barbecuing those steaks like you used to barbecue them? You know, it's, you know, you add depth to your relationship. Plus, when you're in the pro football, you sit around a dinner table over two or three, maybe four glasses of wine. Mm. And there's six or seven players sitting around the table. You hear things you would have never heard in the locker room. You hear things you would have never heard on the practice field or in a meeting room. And it adds depth to the relationship and it adds depth to understanding that person. Mm -hmm. so some of, you know, some of these kids weren't nearly as fortunate as I was. Yeah. My, dad, yeah. my dad was two first downs away every day, you know, <laughs> 20 <laughs> yards behind the house. It was a garage, you know? Yeah. And so you're, yeah, it's a different, some of these kids don't know how their dad is, you know? Right. And yeah. all of a sudden you're sitting and you hear them start talking about things like this. And you hear them talking about the high school coach that influenced them. You hear them talking about, hey, yesterday, what a high school principal introduced a Hall of Famer, a high school principal. Wow. See, and, and those opportunities gave me much more time to share and get to know the person as a person better. You know, mm. and it, there's a lot of little things I picked up. Wow. That helped so me later on with the same individual was sitting there having a glass of wine with me. <laughs> so, so coach, two questions in one. Number one, where's the Hall of Fame jacket right now? Number two, how often will you wear it? If any, it's hanging up there now, airing out a little bit because you're pretty sweaty. Right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. And I'm, I told Carol this morning I'm going to do a thing uh, downtown tomorrow at, at the link for uh, Colt uh, Coors Molson. Yeah, and I'm going to wear it. There you go. You know, I have an Eagle Hall of Fame jacket. I have a St. Louis Hall of Fame jacket. I have a State of Missouri Hall of Fame jacket. I've never worn them. I wear the Eagle Hall of Fame on the Hall of Fame celebration night. I'm going to wear the gold jacket. First off, most people have never seen one up close. True. It's, there's number 361s inside it. Mm. You know, 362 of us in yep. it now. And, and I'm the 28th football coach to go in as a head coach. And now my whole project is to catch up and get some of the other coaches that belong in there every bit as much as I do. You know, they went. 10, 25 years, last 25 years, only 10 coaches wow. have gotten in. Wow. You, know, you stop, just stop and think. Who is under more pressure to help that organization succeed than the coach? No one. Yet they Not even close. Yeah. They pass them up. They, they, you, you know, what a shame that Dan Reeves has to die mm. and not go in the Hall of Fame. Mm. Marty yeah. Schottenheimer. Yep. I mean, they, these guys won tons of games. But, you know, the Mike Holmgrens, uh, the, yeah, these, they'll, uh, Tom Coughlin, you know, they, these guys are great, great. They're all better. I think they're all better football coaches than me. So I'm lucky enough to have that Super Bowl win because Mike Jones tackled the guy on the one foot line. If yeah. Mike doesn't make that tackle, I'm not talking to you about the Hall of Fame today. I want to, Dick, did, he, did you think he was going to make that play? I mean, that is one of the great plays, if not the greatest play in, in, in Super Bowl history. The fact that he kept Kevin Dyson out of that end zone. Did you think he'd make that play? You know, I didn't see it because, it, you know, he was on defense and I'm a, I'm on the 50 yard looking down there and the offense is all standing up. I wasn't sure what happened in front of him. <laughs> but I'll tell you something about Mike Jones. Okay. You may not believe this. He sends me a little prayer out of the Bible every day. Wow. Today, you know how long ago he played for me? Wow. 
Yeah. Right. <laughs> Mike's a great guy, too. I know Mike very, very well. Yes. Great, great guy. Amazing. Yes. Great guy. Amazing. Well, yeah, go ahead, Derek. Do you have something? Yeah, or- yeah. Uh, before, because uh, uh, I, I, I had Dick on Feeding the Birds, a podcast series I did for the Eagles. Yeah. And uh, it, it catered to one of his hobbies. I, I guess I, I shouldn't call it a hobby because it's actually a business. But for mm-hmm. a lot of people that don't know, Dick is um, very much a connoisseur of fine wines. He's a part owner of a winery. So I wanted to ask you, how's the wine business going? It's going well. Uh, we, uh, it took 50, we started to turn my hobby into a business in 2008. I'm a okay. 15% owner. Okay. Some guys... Real true businessman. I'm not a businessman. I give more wine away than I drink. <laughs> and that's hard to do. And uh, these guys are business. It, it took until this last year before we had a year that was in the black. Yeah. Wow. And, uh, you know, I knew they would never let it fail because that's not what we just want to make really good wine. In fact, we're going to make a Hall of Fame wine. We're nice. making a Hall of Fame. But probably be about 100, 120 cases going to be very very expensive in fact where we got the grapes to make it you can't even put the the vineyard name on your bottle unless you charge 175 dollars for it and what what god i'm still gonna get two bottles Beckstopper vineyard but it's uh it'll be ready in two and a half years probably it's going to be a hall of fame we've got the label all designed and everything and i didn't talk about it there and i didn't talk about it with anybody because I didn't want to use that as a marketing tool going into business. This is something my ownership team wanted to do, and it, it'll be a, it'll be a high end quality bottle of wine. You know, let me just say before we close, let me thank Jeffrey Lurie and Howie Roseman, the organization, for making a contribution to the expenses to go to Hall of Fame. I'll tell you something, guys, it costs a lot of money to go Hall of Fame. Yeah, <laughs> really. It was nice. All three teams stepped up and made a contribution, but helped me. I'd have done it anyway, and I didn't ask. The, 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 the organization came to me and wanted to make a contribution. So was wow. is that, would that help the former players get there, Dick? Is that what the contribution was? No, was I know to the expenses. Okay. Oh my goodness. Just okay. something thing, go to a country club and feed 430 people. Right. With, right. An, open, <laughs> with an open bar. Yeah. The only oh thing that was free there was my wine. <laughs> <laughs> class oh, move. That's a class move by the Eagles and your oh, other teams man. too. That that is good stuff. Uh, awesome, Dick. This has been a, a true pleasure. We're, we're like I said off the top. We're thrilled for you, and we appreciate you Thank taking you a so couple much. of minutes with us. And uh, continued success. Continued Thank success, you. and enjoy. Enjoy. Yeah, I'm not hey, retiring. So <laughs> hey, hey, no. hey, hey, coach. Can, can, can we get you back on later in the season to get your assessment oh, yeah. of the Eagles? Sure. Yeah, I, you know, I've been on the field now just one time. I, I don't go to many practices. I haven't at any time. Yeah. I used to go more when Andy was coaching. Sure. Right. Did you hear me during the broadcast tell you what Andy Reid did? No, no. no. Share, it, share it with us. Andy Reid showed up. Okay, now, aren't they in training camp? Yes. Yeah. He flew into Canton, Ohio, Friday night to meet me in the hotel before I go to the gold jacket ceremony. Wow. Wow. It, you know, and to me, it might choke me up to, to tell you this. That's the finest gesture of respect paid to me as a football coach wow. that I've ever received. Wow. I care. You know, that Dick, that tells you exactly what people think of you because I've known Andy Reed a long time and I know him well for Andy Reed to leave his team. For oh, anything, yes. for anything, yeah, to go away for a moment that tells you 
what kind of pedestal, not just Andy Reid, but a lot of people have you on. And that's kudos to you for how you've conducted your business your entire career. Well, I'm going to be there when he goes in the Hall of Fame, okay? Because I'm there going to save go. him a seat. I'm saving him go. a seat right next yeah. to me. There you I go. Love it. I love hey, it. hey, Coach, I know we keep saying we got to let you go, but I, I have to. we have to admit this. And, and I know they want to bring it up, but I got to bring this up. <laughs> so Friday on our show, we took an over-under on how long it would take before Dick Vermeil got emotional during his Hall of Fame speech. We set the over-under at two minutes. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, and, and Rob and I were talking about this before the show, you held it in check. You didn't You didn't get too emotional yeah. during your speech for 23 minutes, did you? Well, I know myself, and I knew if I started with my family right off the bat and thank them, it would start a trend. I knew if I singled out certain players like Jaworski and talked about them personally, I would break down. I just, I know myself. So I avoided that. I avoided that. And I went all the way to the end. Yeah, and I'm pleased because... When you get emotional, sometimes you really can't then carry on with the the quality the rest of the people deserve yes, in, in, yes. in your presentation. And that's happened. I've, and like I said, I came out and said, you know, I've told my guys many times, there's a time to be at your best. And for me, now's the time. Yep. yep. Well said. Mm. Well said. Well said, Coach. On, on that coach. note, we appreciate you, Coach. Thank, thank you. Guys. Congrats. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And thank, thank, you. You. thank you. Thank you very much. Have a good day, Coach. Appreciate you. All right. That was Phenomenal guys. I Unreal. Mean, that, Unreal. That was awesome. that was second to none. That yeah. that was that's that's where you drop the mic and just walk off the stage. Man, All right, yeah, that, I'll see that y'all interview. tomorrow. Yeah, okay? take care. We're gonna wrap it up. See y'all tomorrow. That was yeah. a blessing, yeah. honestly, man. We're we're very fortunate to do what we do and interviews yeah. like that make it that way. So uh thank you. Gunner, great get. Great get and thank yeah, you. It's, it's, it's funny when you know, and I'm listening to him talk. Um when you think about all the people texting him and calling him to congratulate him, and I just texted him out of the clear blue yesterday, said, Coach, you know, um, would you consider coming in our show? Um, no, that was Friday when I did that. And right. he said, call me Monday. Something a day after the Hall of Fame, weekend after the Hall of Fame, he's going to be swamped with requests. So I called him this morning and I said, hey, Coach, I said, you remember? Hey, yeah, I've been waiting for you to call me. What, what are you thinking? I said, uh, 1 o'clock today? I'll be ready. Boom. And he's gone. I'm like, okay. All right. We're good. But for to be 85 years old and to have an impeccable memory like that for his entire life, think about that from the sixties on up all those special moments, the names and places. I can't remember people's names. I worked with for 15, 20 years. Yeah. Yeah, You you, you gotta ask my name every other day. Now, look, Barney, I'll never forget you. Uh, no, it's a gift. It is, a, it it is, is a truly gift. a, gift. a gift. gift. And you you wonder why these guys stay so loyal, man. Yeah. And I showed you guys that football. Like my dad was the assistant ticket manager. He he was, yeah. you know, low man on a totem pole, uh, you know, for, for, but he, uh, he appreciated the work that he did and he, he gave him a game ball, man. Like that does not happen. It's, yeah. it's, it's, yeah. it's amazing. So, uh, and my dad cherished that ball his whole life and rooted that's, for Dick that's everywhere. A, that's he went. a great that's a great piece of memorabilia you have. Yeah, uh, to be honest with you, you should have that in a glass case. To be I honest, I know, I know. And I you know. can, you know, you can get them at Michaels because I have a few items. I have a glass cases, like especially the autograph balls you see behind me. Yeah. They make them. They make those cases at Michaels uh, for football, basketball, baseball, and dude, that that should not be touched. That, I agree. Fingerprint should not even be on that. To be yeah. honest. No, you're right. I am. I am. I got it out of there. You know, after they they moved, they they passed away. I moved them out of there. I got I got the house all cleaned yeah. out. And I'm like, yeah. I gotta. This is a big deal. So anyway, 
uh, that was awesome. And, and, and good job out of Derek uh, to, to get Dick and Dick giving us all that time is uh, very much appreciated. All right. So here's what we're going to do. We'll come back. John McMullen's going to join us at two guys. So we'll continue with the Eagles discussion about what we've seen thus far in camp. The open practice last night, we, we, we Barrett set the table for us in a great way a little bit earlier, what he saw last night, but we'll continue that theme. We'll mix in some Phillies. If Pete Rose nonsense aside, they are playing great baseball, so we'll talk about that as well. we got a ton to do, so don't go anywhere. Uh, we will keep it rolling here. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. All right, let's talk about Razor Technology. Yes, Razor Technology's comprehensive managed service provider solution delivers constant monitoring on-demand assistance and rapid issue resolution through data vetted and insight driven implementation we strengthen your existing it resources with both human power and expertise that reduces security risks and downtime while enhancing organizational efficiency and productivity we are a strategic resource for adaptive and fast-growing companies that need help selecting, implementing, and managing their IT services. Our goal is always bigger than one project, one problem, or one upgrade. It's improving the overall functioning of our partners and helping them achieve their business objectives through ongoing synergistic relationship. Give your IT team the freedom to refocus by augmenting the reach with Razor Technology. Contact Razor Tech today to learn how our managed services can protect and enhance your business by calling them at 866 797-3282. That's 866-797-3282. Or visit online at razor-tech.com. That's razor-tech.com. Stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on action. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. The glass is for cocktails, right? It's for this, this, this. And that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Yeah, okay, but is the rip... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears.
right, we are back. Amazing, amazing stuff with Dick Vermeil again. You can check that out, guys, at Jacob Sports uh, Media Network, the podcast, as well as jacobsports.com uh, in its entirety if you missed any of it. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis, hanging out with you. Uh, John McMullen coming up at 2 o'clock. I do want to mention uh, a little bit of Phillies, guys. We were, we were talking a little bit earlier about the Pete Rose thing, but that aside, the team itself is playing unbelievable baseball. They are 38-19 under Rob Thompson. Keep in mind, they were 22-29 and 29 under Joe Girardi, just to put it in perspective a little bit. Mm-hmm. They are now 12 games over 500. They're in second place in the wild card. Yep. Uh, now, they passed the Padres, who have had a really tough weekend uh, with the Dodgers. But uh, they've won five straight, 10 of their last 11. This weekend, they went bonkers with the bats, outscored Washington 36 to 12, including 13 to 1 yesterday. Uh, Reese Hoskins on fire, Real Muto on fire. Everybody yesterday was on fire. They are fun to watch. This is an entertaining baseball team. I've said it before, I'll say it again. This, this is a team that nobody in the National League wants to play right now. And, you know, maybe, maybe the only team that right now, right now, it looks like the Mets, the only team to me that could stand up. I mean, they bested the Dodgers, Brewers, um, St. Louis, um, Braves. They they're six and six against the Braves this season. Yep. Um, so they've they've shown that they can stand with anybody. Now I'm looking forward. I can't wait until this series coming up against the Mets to mm. see exactly where they are. Um, you know, they beat up on the teams they were supposed to beat up on. They swept they swept Pittsburgh, and now they swept a very depleted Washington team who basically had fire sale before the. Uh, before the trade deadline, mm-hmm. um, you, they've got some depth of pitching now. Closer by committee. Not many teams can say they have closers by committee. You know, yeah, Rob Thompson right now is basically a kid in a candy store. He's got so many toys under the tree he can play with, and his big bopper is still not back yet. They're twelve games over five hundred, and they're still winning. You know, and so that tells you. You know, just think back in May or June, we we're wondering if this team had the wherewithal to even get to this point. Now, to be honest with you, there's still so much baseball to be played. Who's to say they could overtake Atlanta and be the number one wild card team? Absolutely. I mean, you look at it, man. Um, you know, guys are starting, you know, light it up a little bit. Castellanos is coming out of his shell now. Yeah. He's getting hot at the right time. Um, wait, wait, who, Barrett? Who? <laughs> who did you say, Barrett? Let, let me hear that one again. Rob, Rob, so you could t- take that root off of him. Don't, don't do it to him anymore. He's got to come back. Yeah. All right, it's gone. Right. Wait, wait, wait. We've lifted. We've exercised <laughs> the demons. Feel, go free, young man. Yes. So no, Nick is good. balling right now, man. So, yeah, oh, he is. Is, 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 he's, he's finally playing up to expectation. We have a center fielder now. Um, I mean, things are going well for us. You know, they're going well for us. Pitching, is, you know, bullpen is, is, is good. Yeah. I mean, all this stuff, you know, we all we had to do was just change the manager and look what happens. It's it's been a ama- it's really is I mean this is as dramatic a managerial change as I've seen this team was like the Walking Dead man under Girardi they really were and they're now a team like Derek said that is dangerous as hell yeah maybe the Mets okay but I, you know and and the Dodgers have been insane but you know really anybody else in the National League man I, I'll I'll take my chances here they're they're playing unbelievable uh, baseball the Braves lost four or five to the Mets to help the Phillies, you know, make some, make up some ground here. But yeah, I mean, they, they had 14 home runs in the sweep. Their offense has been dominant and Barrett, you just touched on it. So Aaron Nola again, yesterday, he's now won three of his last four starts. He's got a two thirty nine ERA during that time. Zach Wheeler 
has been dominant. Ranger Suarez has been awesome. Yes. I, they're getting it everywhere, yes. man. Yes. You know, and you don't sweat the bullpen anymore. You, you feel like they're going to, they're just going to shut the door. Whereas before now, you're, you know, you're kind of covering your eyes when these guys are coming in. That's not the case anymore. I, I'm sitting back and I'm thinking to myself, I'm, I, I shouldn't be thinking it like this, but damn, do I say that Thompson could be up right now for manager of the year? It's not crazy. Ooh. Drastic turnaround. I mean, that's drastic turnaround, bro. Yeah. No question. I'm wow. telling you, man, it is point. not crazy. It's ridiculous how good they are right now. I mean, and we knew that this was going to be a bad first type of team. The offense had to lead this team into victory yeah. because our, our, our defense was so poor. Well, hey, they've, they've locked down, pretty much locked down uh, center field. Mm-hmm. Um, even first base, you know, Reese's – Reese has kind of locked it down, you know. I mean, I, you know, what, what, what do you do when, when, um, when, 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 when they get their their heavy hitter back? Well, I, I, I so the the one guy who's going to be interesting to see what they do is Derek Hall. That's because, what I mean, you know. Yeah, yeah that's he a plays tough first. Decision. Yeah, you can't, you can't, you can't move well, him. I know. So he's like, playing now. I got to be honest. Like I kept waiting for the fall off, and he hasn't fallen off. And then Bryce. Bryce DHing and Reese scorching hot at first base. I don't know where what you do with Derek Hall. I, exactly. I don't know. That's a luxury, a great luxury yeah. to have. I wish you play something else. I you, know. You, you can't send him down. What are you gonna do with him? I wish I wish you could play a little outfield, but then the problem you have without let's say Bryce is DHing. Castellanos is hot right now. Schwarber's your your leading home run, man. I, I you know, like what do you do? And <laughs> All this, like, who would have thought we'd have these issues, man? Like, like the, this is great problems to have. This here's here's what's scary. Hoskins was only, I'm sorry, Schwarber was only four fifteen in this series. He wasn't even a story in this series. Okay, you got Hoskins had four home runs in four games. Yeah. Uh, you had Real Buto had two home runs. Um, he went five for eleven in the series. Oh. Uh, Hall went five for ten, I believe it was. Yeah, five five for ten in the series. Um, Marsh has not even gotten his feet wet yet. Uh, who else How about Maton called up, just, just recalled, yeah. and he's been phenomenal for He it. went three for four. Yeah, I, I know. I don't know. It's look, and they and they made the really smart move. They put Stott at shortstop. They let Gregorius go. They they you know basically, you know, second base is going to be Segura, but they'll work Maton in just to kind of ease Segura back into this thing. All of a sudden now. You're getting contributions from all over the lineup where it's it, it isn't just Schwarber having to go crazy for you. Like Bro, other people are really stepping up. You, you need to answer G Meta's question right now. You gotta answer. I want to hear your answer. Who am I getting fired next? <sighs> all right, let's think about this. Familia is gone. Herrera yep. is gone. Yep. Mm. Gregorius is gone. Gregorius is gone. Although I like Didi, he was a nice guy. Um hmm. Doc Rivers, if they don't get off to a quick start. <laughs> I'm just trying to think it. ahead Moniac. a little bit, GG. You got rid of Moniac also, so you know. Moniac's gone too. Yeah, yeah. Moniac's gone too. Uh, man, there really aren't any Phillies right now that I want fired. Or Eagles. I mean, I don't know. Sippos, maybe? Maybe Sippos. I'm not that angry at him yet. The next, uh, you got three against the Marlins. Then you take yeah. three of the Mets, yeah. three of the Reds, and then three again, well, four again with, with the Marlins. 
It's kind you of what we call a murder's row, you know, yeah. it's August 20th. Oh, yeah, it gets real. It gets real after the Marlins series. Marlin, sure. Marlins won't be – Marlins have fallen off the table, but they're not going to be a pushover for this team. No. Remember, Ooh. this team has been – this is their Achilles heel they're going to face now. Yep. Yeah, it is. They all get so, against them. Yep. I, I, uh, Mr. Tabs, Rob's next target is D-Gun and B. Brooks so he can do a hostile corporate takeover. <laughs> I agree. I agree, <laughs> Mr. Tabs. We're watching We're watching him closely. Right, right, right. This, this is a partnership. We are. There's no hostile takeovers. We're not looking to do any of that. This this all works well together oh, because of we're a team. Okay. Right, right. Uh, right, right. Tim, Timothy, to answer your question, the the front steps are holding up, knock on wood, very well with the gorilla glue. It came, no issues, man. So thank you for asking. But all good. I will I will say this about the gorilla glue. Be careful because once it gets cold and that cold air gets in that gorilla glue, as good of a bond as it is, sometimes. Depending on how much or how little you use it, it will crack. That, okay. that glue will give. Yeah. That, glue, that glue is very good. Don't get me wrong, but just be careful. You know, right. um, I'm on it. I'm on it now. I know what I'm doing, man. So I'm 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 an expert. All right, let's not go that far. Let's not go that far. I'm like a mason now. I'm I'm like yeah. a. Uh, let's not, let's not go that. All right, don't get too far ahead of yourself now. Okay, <laughs> you did a great myself. job. That step looked good. Yeah. So. Yeah, it held. It's holding up. Not going wood. So we'll we'll see. All right, let's do this. Let's jump. We'll jump back to the birds when we come back. John McMullen, of course, birds three sixty five. You can catch his work on JacobSports.com as well. John's going to be joining us. When we come back, we'll continue with the Eagles discussion. So don't go anywhere. Let's smash that like button. I, I need a like update, too, uh, during the break. We will get one. All right. So I want to tell you about Flynn Tree Services. It's an experienced, licensed, and insured Pennsylvania tree service company that will trim or remove any unwanted trees off of your property. We offer a cost-effective solutions to any tree problem that you might face. So do you have any tree issues in your yard or your property? If so... So it's a quick phone call away. That's all you need to do is reach out. We are experts at trimming all types of trees and serve Southeastern PA, South Jersey, and Northern Delaware. Flynn Tree Services specializes in tree removal, stump grinding, as well as tree pruning. Now, keep in mind, we're right around that season, and we're getting close to that season. And we know what that season is, right? Hurricanes, all kinds of bad weather, whatever. Now's a great time before it hits to get your trees evaluated, see what kind of shape that they're in. Go to, their, go to our Facebook page or Instagram page for more information or a sampling of our work. Give Flynn Tree Services a call at 610-850-2848, 610-850-2848, or online at flynntreeservices.com. That's flynntreeservices.com. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on action. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Three. One, two, three. Because Philadelphia dreams 
deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. The glass is for cocktails, right? It's for this, 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 and that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Yo, okay, but is the rip... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero carbs, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. We're back. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network, each and every day, noon to 3 Eastern. But you get up a little bit earlier, you can get the table set very nicely. Birds 365 with our next guest, John McMullen, along with Jody Mackey. We'll follow John on Twitter as well at JF McMullen. And also check out John's work at jacobsports.com. Does a phenomenal job with content for the <laughs> Eagles. John, what's going on, my man? Hey, full house today. I'm That's excited. Right. That's yes, right. Sir. We're getting yes, ready, sir. man. Yes. <laughs> unlike unlike a lot of NFL teams, man, we doesn't matter if it's preseason, regular season, John, we're going, man. Our, our guys no are out there. No walkthroughs here. <laughs> no no red practices here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so, John, look, we, we talked a little bit earlier. I know uh, you were down there last night as well. Barrett w- w- spoke on some of the things that he saw that maybe caught his eye. I'll, I'll just start there with you. Pretty basic question. Things that jumped out to you, positive, negative, whatever, that you said, oh, okay, maybe I'll store that away, or that was really impressive. I was, you know, surprised to see the RPO game is as 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 important as it was. You typically don't see, especially in the modern NFL, a big emphasis on the running game at practice. And I don't know if it was because the defense had sort of been dominating this summer, but the Eagles really kind of dusted off the RPO game and Jalen looked great running it. At one point, Brandon Graham was just left in the dust and had to applaud as, as Jalen went by him. Um, man, I, I, you know, I saw him in, in, in the spring and I said, he looks like he lost weight. Now Jalen says he didn't, but he admitted uh, last week he gave up uh, lemonade. He loves lemonade, gave up the, the sugary drinks and, he kind of remade his body. So it might be still 220, but he looks quicker. And I started to think to myself, I, you know, what the heck are we talking about making this guy a pocket passer? What, what, why don't you build around what he is? And that's where I am with the Eagles. Build around 
what Jalen Hurts does well. And a lot of that is the movement skills, the RPO, stuff like that. And I I I'm I don't understand this. Let's turn him into Justin Herbert. He's not he's not gonna be Justin Herbert. But well, Justin Herbert, he can do things Justin Herbert can't do. I don't know. Utilize it. Yep. That's what the Eagles should be doing. John, I said the same thing, but I, I equate it more so to all right, he's not gonna have the blazing uh, 4,500 uh, 4, yards a game, 38 touchdowns thrown. But he's going to get the most telling statistic of all of them, wins in the win column. And if you approach the game like that, you're going to win. You know, he has the ability to go out there and win you football games. Now, the problem is when you get into contract time, do you pay him? As a quarterback that that's mm. that's a you know a top tier quarterback who, who who has a great winning percentage, but not necessarily the the statistics that you know go with that. But you have a guy that goes out there and wins when you need to win, and he can take you into playoffs, maybe even win your Super Bowl. Yeah, and to me, you know, that's the the philosophy, the offseason talk, that what Jeffrey Lurie wants. We all know that a high octane passing offense, that's what he would prefer. And that's great. If you can go get it, go find it. I think the assumption though that, you know, you're gonna pick up every rock and find Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady is kind of silly. So um it's not easy to find those types of players. So if you can get better, get better. If you can't, build around what you have. And as Barrett said, you can win a lot of football games if they play the right way. If they play like they did the first five weeks of the season last year, they're going to underachieve. But if they play the way they did starting Las Vegas forward, they're going to win a lot of football games, as, look, as look. Barrett said. Well, let me ask both. I'm going to ask you and Barrett this because you guys have been there a lot. We've talked about all the so-called deficiencies that uh, uh, Jalen Hurts has had. We talked. You, you guys have talked about what you've seen in terms of improvement. But the one aspect I have not heard anybody talk about yet is, and I and, and John, you make a valid point in terms of instead of trying to mold him into something he's not and maybe handcuffing him, enhance what he is to make him better at what he does. But one thing I've not heard either of you guys talk much about is how much have you seen of him rolling to his left? The one thing that really stood out is he's not the same thrower when he's rolling to his left, obviously, as he is to his yeah. right. If yeah. you're going to make him more of, an, of a balanced leap of threat, because I've seen you see the better quarterbacks who can do this. They can go to their offhand and throw it on a, a Patrick Mahomes, uh, an Aaron Rodgers, you know, and, I'm not, and I'm not comparing him to them, but – I'm saying as the evolving process continues, as the evolution of Jalen Hurts continues, that has to be a necessity in his game, or defensive coordinators are going to pick up on that and try to force him to his left. Have you guys seen much of them working well, I saw, I, on that? I, I, I saw one play, and it was okay. the ugliest play of training camp. He threw it across uh, his body in the middle of the field, got intercepted. Uh, that's not what I want to um, hear. Uh, you know, Todd Bowles um, already figured it out. Yes. You know, so uh, that's what Tampa Bay did last year in the playoffs. It's just kryptonite. You know, he's Zoolander for all you movie fans. He can't go Zoolander. left. Yeah, he can't. He can't go left. He's an ambi turner. But, uh, but you know, 
here's taking enough right turns, you eventually go left, man. So yeah. just go like that, okay? You know, what, what you know, Jalen's not good at going left, and teams are going to try to force him there. But not everybody has Vita Bay, and not everybody has linebackers that can run, that can execute right, that right. game plan. So that's part of it. Number two, look, if you find yourself blushed to the left, throw the football away, you know? Mm-hmm. Live to play another down. Uh, or, 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 you know, it, it, it's easy to do. So as long as you stay away from the big mistake, I think the Eagles can live with it. But certainly – Opposing defensive coordinators are going to look at that film from the yep. Tampa Bay playoff game, and they're yep. going to try to to do similar things. But again, you know, you you don't have Vita Bea who is pushing Jason Kelsey into the backfield. Right. You don't have linebackers right. that can run sideline to sideline. So it's easy to say, it's not as easy to do for Jalen. He can't. You know, it's not a strength. Every quarterback has weaknesses. He yes. just has to realize his weakness and live to play another down. So whether that's throwing the football away, running out of bounds, do what you need to do. But John, John, my, me... my biggest, I'm sorry, Rob. My biggest concern no. is, and you make a valid point, my biggest concern is, say it's fourth, fourth and 10 or 12, games on the line. If a smart coordinator does that, boom, that, that could cost him in a lot of ways. And, and that's what I'm just saying. You're well, right. yeah, Every that, quarterback you know, has a deficiency. But. Well, that's the get. Look, I would say margin of error. That's how I describe it. I say it okay. all the time. Okay. Like, but, you know, if you have Aaron Rodgers, if you have Patrick Mahomes, you have a greater margin of error True. than other teams. True. You can win other ways. Yes. The Eagles, San Francisco proves that. I say it all the time. They made a Super Bowl with – Worst quarterback play than the Eagles got from Jalen Hurts last year. Mm-hmm. They almost made another Super Bowl mm-hmm. with worse quarterback play than the Eagles got from Jalen Hurts. Their margin of error was smaller. They right. beat Green Bay with special teams in right. the playoffs. Um, so you don't have you can't get down 14 nothing like mm-hmm. Kansas City. You can't get down 21 nothing like Kansas City did to Houston a couple years ago and say, you know what? Not that big of a deal. We're going to come back. We're going to win this game. And they won that game by, what, two touchdowns, I think, going away. Right. The Eagles can't do that. We know they can't do that. But what they can do, plus one in the running game with Jalen Hurts, best offensive line in football when Jordan Mailata's out there. Yep. Take advantage. And now, by the way, now you have A.J. Brown. So when those early progressions, first of all, AJ's always open. Dallas is always open. That makes it easier for the quarterback. Jalen can make plays in the passing game. The issue is he's not consistent. That's fine. You can still win a lot of games, as Barrett said. Mm -hmm. And that's where the Eagles should be focused on. And by the way, I think the coaching staff will be focused on that. My, My bigger concern is the front office. Are they willing to accept winning football games that way? I don't have the answer to that. But yeah. I will say to Barrett's original point, they're not going to pay $40 million for that when, when contract time comes around. <laughs> right. Chad, I, I, off of Hurts for a minute, uh, we we all saw the video of, of Jordan Davis just you know mauling <laughs> Cam Jurgen. Poor just, Cam Jurgen. I mean, unreal, right? But that aside, what have you noticed day-to-day with him? I, we, we've, I've seen a few things where you're just wowed by the in, insane size and athleticism, but – 
from a consistency standpoint, how has he looked day to day? Um, he's looked good. You know, he's a rookie. He's going to have some growing pains. I, I, I think a lot of it is, you know, conditioning. He's not used to playing a lot at Georgia because they came at you in waves. He didn't have to play a lot. Then they were up, you know, three, four touchdowns in the second half. So I think that's a work in progress. But I think what Jordan Davis does more than anything else is it enables the Eagles to do so many more different things on the front. Um they use this five-two overhang look. They use they can use three-four. They use four-three in obvious pass rushing situations. They line Hassan Reddick and Brandon Graham up inside, um, and they have another edge rusher outside. Um, because he can handle the nose or one technique, that opens up so many more things that they couldn't do last year, because. That's not the strength of Javon Hargrave or Fletcher Cox. He can tie up multiple blockers. He's he's going to have a big impact on this team. He really is. But, you know, the one thing I'm concerned about, I've, I've mentioned this on Birds 365, he's not going to put up a lot of stats. So I hope people recognize, you know, the impact he's having on the game because he's going to allow other players, just like he did at Georgia with N'Kobe Dean, He's going to allow other players to make splash plays. And I hope people recognize that. Similar to a Fletcher Cox. Yeah, um, e- even more so because Fletcher earlier in his career um, did, you know, have some pretty significant pass rushing stats for a defensive tackle. And you see now, D Gun, he doesn't hit those numbers and everybody right. thinks Fletcher stinks. And yep. Fletcher doesn't stink. He's a really good player. But that narrative sort of changes. So a little bit of concern to keep mm. in the back of your mind. I don't think, I, I don't think necessarily um, his job will be to go out there and make plays like that. Now flesh, they, they wanted flesh to get up. Yeah, the field Fletch was that. playing three. three yeah, technique. Yeah. Now yeah, you could so tell. Fletch yeah. Was, yeah. Fletch was, and that's why Fletch liked Jim sports so much. Cause he yep. told him <laughs> just go get the quarterback. Yeah, Just and, go on. Yeah. And it was fun for him. So yeah. now he's playing a lot of four-eye technique. Now he's he's got to be a little bit more disciplined in the other in the Eagles' current scheme, and it's not as fun. But he got used to it. And in the second half of last season, he saw it working. And as long as it works, I think Fletcher's happy. John, did we get an answer how these guys got concussed? You know, they're wearing these the, the pads and the whole the guardians and all those. Like, how does that yeah. happen? Well, Andre, Andre Dillard, I saw Lee practice. So I knew something happened to him. And it was pretty clear that he didn't, you know, he wasn't right. grabbing a leg or an arm. So it was pretty clear uh, something was going on. And, and I didn't, Jordan finished practice that day. And then he showed up the next day, had a concussion. Uh, Boston Scott, I saw. He got he got a pretty significant hit from Marcus Epps. I think that's where he got concussed. But yeah, I mean those guardian caps, <laughs> as Lane will call them, those goopy things. But um, they they're supposed to protect you thirty three percent more. I I always look. I always laugh about, and Barrett can talk about this obviously better than us. It's a violent sport. You can't. You, you can't make it not bond. The only way to remove injuries from football is to stop playing football. 
That's Cut it. it out. Yep. Yeah. I mean, you can put on, put foam on them. If they hit heads the wrong way, they're going to mm-hmm. get a concussion. Mm-hmm. And everybody no, thinks listen, that everybody thinks that that you know football is you know has the most concussions. Actually, um, yeah, soccer, women's yeah. soccer has more yeah. concussions than even the NFL. Well, what about field hockey? That's that too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, when you don't have protection, all, all you know, you hit your head the wrong way, and um, you know, I've always, I've always said, there's a, a an author, his name is Herb Mushnick, and he did a lot of, of of work on concussions, and I've talked to him, and he said, you know, football's too violent, we shouldn't be playing football, especially on the youth level. I have more respect for people like that. Then people will say we can we can we can make this violent sport on not violent, like that to me is just that to me is just silly. And and from an NFL standpoint, we all understand what they're trying to do. They're trying to to limit right. their um, their their liability in future litigation. That's what yeah. it's about. No, That's uh, all it's uh, about. Understood, John. So if we go into the premise that your first four are receiver wise are AJ, Devontae, Zach Pascal, and Quez, if, if that's the assumption. Well, you got Zach in front of Quez. Well, you can flip either one of those, but they're, that's, your four. <laughs> that's your four. Who are the other two? Or are there going to be two? Are there going to be one? Is is Covey going to make it? Is Rager, you know, a done deal? Does anybody else have a chance? Deion Kane's had a good camp. How, how do you see the. After yeah, that, worse than working out. I mean, I think the Eagles would like to trade Jalen. They're they're not going to cut him, uh, Jalen Rager. You know, it's interesting. I asked Jalen's played pretty well, mm-hmm. and he's gotten first team reps because um, Quez had a little injury. Then Devonte got hurt. Zach's been out with the food poisoning, so he's gotten a lot of first team reps, and he's played pretty well. But I asked Nick about the targets, and it's interesting because. It, Everything goes to AJ in Dallas. Like nobody else gets the football, even Devontae, um, when he was healthy. Um, and he was going through it and giving me the runaround with this and that. But he never brings up Jalen Rager. You can see in the Eagles' minds, like they're past him. But they're not going to cut him because he's a first-round pick. The only way he's going to get on the field from a – offensive perspective is through injury now punt returns that's where Britt and Kobe could make this team but only if they trade Jalen Rager and uh, so it's got to be one or the other in your estimation yeah yeah, they're not keeping them both because you know Britain as impressive as he's been and he has been pretty impressive um can't do a lot of other things. I mean, he's 5'8", he's 170 pounds, so he's he can only play in the slot. He's not a special teams guy from a coverage standpoint. So you're not going to keep a guy just to be a punt returner. That's a really difficult do, thing to do in the modern NFL, and you're certainly not going to do it if Jalen Rager's going to be your punt returner. So you're not going to keep two mm-hmm. of those guys. Mm-hmm. I just feel as though, you know, also feel as though um, when you look at the amount of slots they have on the team and the amount of linebackers they have, how many linebackers are going to keep, you know, not even talking about wide receiver, but how many linebackers, you know, cause they're so specialized in what they bring to the table. <laughs> you got the inside, you know, yeah, you're talking all ball. Yeah. Um, you know, the edge rushers to me, Hassan Reddick and, and 
Patrick Johnson, Kyron Johnson, they're like defensive ends. So mm-hmm. I don't even consider them uh, linebackers. Um, so the off-ball guys, you have uh, obviously TJ, Kaiser, Davion Taylor, Nicobe Dean, and Sean Bradley. I mean, yep. that's, that, that is pretty cut and dry. Um, and, and that's the best off-ball group the Eagles have had in a very long time. Look, everybody was really excited about Nicobe Dean in the draft, he can't he can't get on the field with the first team right. <laughs> because TJ's playing too well, Kaiser's playing too well, and Davion's playing too well. So that's a really positive problem to have. And it's not a bad thing for Nicobe Dean. He's a rookie. He's learning. Um, maybe he comes on by the second half of the season. But it's a nice position to be in. Normally, we're not talking about the Eagles. We're crossing our fingers that Nate Gary can make the move from safety to play linebacker. The Eagles have some pretty good linebackers, and that's that's a really positive development. John, it seems that uh, Bradbury's getting a lot of a lot of shine here, like a lot of uh, amazing uh, you know reviews on the way that he's played thus far. I, I'm just trying to imagine what this is going to look like with he and Slay. Man, we talk about linebackers. When was the last time they had two? really quality shutdown type corners as well. It's been a little bit. Yeah. You got to go back to uh, Sheldon and uh, Lido. 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 Um, And even that, I think this group potentially is even better. And I, I had Avante Maddox in there. Bradbury is a good player, man. He is a good player. He knows how to play. He's big. He's physical. Um, even on the, the the pass everybody got excited about yesterday, where Jalen hit AJ Brown, AJ had to make a tremendous catch. Bradbury was right there in coverage. Um, it was one handed from from my perspective. He had to make a phenomenal play because Bradbury's right there. You know he got beat by Devonte once earlier in camp, and I got to tell you their next rep in one on ones. He, he pressed him so much. DeMonte, I think that's how he got hurt. He just he just got both his arms on him, and that was it. Play was over because he wouldn't let him off the line of scrimmage. He is a really physical, really long, really good quarterback. He's a corner. He's very savvy. He, he can make plays on the ball. And, you know, he's not even their best corner. So, typically – if you came into a season and said James Bradbury's the Eagles' best corner, you'd be pretty happy. And now you have Darius Slay and James Bradbury. Oh, man. Yeah. I tell you, you know, both sides, these coordinators have a lot to work with, man. There, yeah. There's a lot of de- there's a lot of talent on this team. Yes, and that's why is. I said if you play the right way with Jalen Hurts, you're going to win a lot of football games. Hey, you hey, might John, not be able to throw yeah. the ball consistently, but you're going to win a lot of football games. Hey, John, is Marcus Epps uh, pro- pro- progressing to your satisfaction? Yeah, I love Marcus Epps. Mm-hmm. I think the only one who loves Marcus Epps more than me is Jonathan Gannon. Or he's, Barrett. He's, he's, he's yeah. <laughs> it, I, I saw Marcus when he was a rookie. Um, he got drafted by Minnesota. And, and the whole thing with Marcus was he was a really smart and savvy coverage player in college, but he was really small really undersized and um, not very physical. And all of a sudden, you know, he bought, he owns a gym in Southern California. 
Um, he runs it. It looks like he spends all his time in that gym, all his yeah. free time. <laughs> He's a completely different guy physically. Mm. And I, I, I hesitate to bring up the name Malcolm Jenkins, but, you know, people forget Malcolm came into this league as a corner. Yep. And all of a sudden he built up his body and he was this big, physical, intimidating safety. Now, I'm not saying Marcus Epps is going to be Malcolm Jenkins because he's not, but from a physical standpoint, he's completely remade his body. Like I said, he knocked Austin Scott out. Um, and Marcus Epps, the rookie, was not going to do that. So he's he's much more equipped to play in the NFL. And if, if you know, we all say only – there's a, there's probably always going to be one safety who never leaves the field, and everybody was saying it's going to be Anthony Harris, it's going to be Chikwaski Tart, who can't even get first team reps. It's going to be Marcus Epps. He's the mm-hmm. one who's not leaving the field. Ever. I've been screaming it, bro. I've mm-hmm. been screaming it since since February. I kept telling people, number one, Marcus Epps will be the best safety we have. Have I not been saying that, guys? You have. Yes, you and have. And then I also said that T.J. Edwards. You have. It's not going to – he's not going to relinquish that middle linebacker position. I don't care how good the rookie is. T.J. Edwards changed how this defense was run the latter part of the season because he's so physical and such a downhill linebacker that they started stopping a run when he started playing. So I hate to say that I'm right, but I am right this time. (laughs) Yeah. T.J. is the most underrated player on this team. Absolutely. In Absolutely. my opinion, John, will we see him. will we see any starters on Friday against the Jets? Uh, I'm trying to think, maybe Quez. Do you consider Quez a starter? Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, Border. Yeah. Um, Jordan might play. He's a rookie. Um, maybe Kaiser plays a little bit. Um, maybe Marcus plays a little bit because they're young players, but. Nothing of note. And the ones who do play, they're going to play really short cameos. Mm-hmm. You're going to see a lot of Kennedy Brooks and Jason Huntley running the ball. Yeah. You're going to see yeah. a lot of Britton Covey, so get ready for those stories. <laughs> Unfortunately, you're going to see a lot of Carson Strong, um, who has not been good. Reed Sinet has lapped Carson Strong as as the third quarterback. In fact, Reed Sinet got some second team reps. He's closer to Gardner Minshew than Carson Strong is to him. Um and 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 the young corners, they have so many young corners. Um they're gonna play a ton. But yeah, the Eagles showed last year. Look, Jalen Hurts played four games um as a rookie, as we all know. Didn't play well uh, for the it was a bad team. Completed fifty-two percent of the passes. He he could have used preseason work last year. They didn't play him. Why the heck would they play him this year? They're, and you know, you're not going to play the offensive line. You're not playing Kelsey. You're not playing Lane. You're not playing Isaac, who's coming back from a serious injury. Uh, it's going to be like last year. Very few starters, and mm. and this is where. The, the third team, they don't, those guys don't get a lot of reps in practice, um, and they're going to get a ton of reps in, in preseason games, and it's where they have to sort of try to open the coach's eyes. Okay. All right. John, well, listen, man, good stuff. Uh, we appreciate it. We'll, we'll look Thank forward you, to your, uh, 
checking you out every single day, 8 a.m. to 10 a.m., Birds 365, and your content on jacobsports.com. Looking forward to the season. We're we're getting there, man. What are we, a little more than a month now? We're about a month. Yeah, we're in the game week. We're close to those Jets game. Yeah, Yeah, game, game week. Yeah, Everybody's good stuff, excited. Man. A tradition unlike any other. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, you, you usually get that last game is the Jets. Yeah. Is, yeah. you know. The Masters. Exactly. Yeah. Only three of these, by the way. Uh, John, we appreciate it, man. Thanks for a couple minutes. All right. All thanks, right, guys. Be good, brother. Yep, All go, right. Bro. You got it. That's John McMullen. Again, check out his reports every single day. Uh, JacobSports.com. And, of course, Birds 365, 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. All right. Let's step aside. We do have some NFL stuff, guys. Uh, Kareem oh, Hunt yes. making some news. Uh, some injuries, a kicker gets paid oh, in a yes. big, big way. Robert Sala announces how much he's going to play his starters. So we'll, we'll, we'll dive yep. into that as well. All kinds of stuff. we got some birthdays, some movies on this date. All kinds of stuff. You don't want to go anywhere. Don't move. Barrett, Derek, Rob, Sports Take, Jacob Sports, YouTube Network. We're right back. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on action. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. Glasses for cocktails, right? It's for this, this, this. And that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rip... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears.
time flying, man. Final segment of Sports Take on this Monday. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis hanging out with you. We appreciate everybody viewing, listening, hanging in the chat room as well. All right, so let's start with this one, guys. Kareem Hunt wants to be traded uh, from Cleveland. Is not happy that there hasn't been any kind of contract extension. You remember he signed that. And, and keep in mind, a lot of people told him not to sign this, FYI. Uh, but he signed a two-year, $12 million deal um, with Cleveland. He's in the second year of that, and he's none too happy. I just – you know what my takeaway from this is more than even Kareem Hunt? There's just so much circus kind of stuff going on with Cleveland, man. Yep. Like, you know, eventually does that just – that weight of that just just bring you down is what I wonder with that uh, team. But they want to be a mass exodus, you know. But, but, but look, you look at Kareem Hunt, man. Um, he leaves Kansas City. Uh, basically because, you know, he gets kicked out because, you know, the circumstance with the girl and the hotel and all yep. that, you know what I'm saying? Yep. Um, he leaves Kansas City, gets there, and and Nick Chubb becomes a beast while he's there. So I understand, where, you know, why he wants to go. He wants to get some reps. He wants to play on a more consistent basis. But it's just hard, this NFL, for running backs. Just really yeah, hard. Yeah, what's man. his leverage, right? I mean, Cleveland's basically right. saying, nope. They're not going to trade him. Yeah, I'm gonna trade him. You Would you sit. trade him? No, I wouldn't trade you, him. You got one of the best one-two punches in the NFL, and players do this all the time. You know, they want to be traded when they don't get their money or not going to get their reps to get their money down the road. Cleveland has the leverage right now. Why would you? you here's the bottom line: you either play for us or you don't play at all. You don't get paid. Mm-hmm. You decide what you want to do. We understand your frustration. We understand that you you wanted to get this done sooner rather than later. It doesn't work, and your case is not going to work that way. So these are your two options. Especially with the quarterback, uh, with the dark cloud hovering over the quarterback situation right now, you need all hands on deck in Cleveland right now to make this thing feasible. And as we've discussed on a number of occasions, their schedule is very favorable until they get this quarterback situation ironed out. So Kareem Hunt, Mm -hmm. you're not going anywhere. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Well said. Well said. I don't think he's going anywhere anyway. You guys are both dead on. The position he plays does not help him. Does not help leverage. Uh, you know, we're this far along and, you know, ultimately Cleveland is doing what they, what they can do. All right. You want to sit, you're going to get massive fines that, that you're, and you're only making, you know, whatever, six exactly. million, relatively speaking, you know what I'm saying? NFL wise, it ain't going to be worth it for him. So he's going to have to just suck it up. What, what he's going to have to do is just go ball out and then, and then roll after this year. That's his only option really at this point. So that's, that's the only thing he can do. Yeah. Uh, Stafford's back at practice with that sore elbow. He, he, Apparently is throwing well. They think they're going to be able to deal with it. Uh, Nikhil Henry ankle yeah. injury that could be the year for him. They're already down. Th- now they're down three of their front four receivers, and the receiving core for the Bears wasn't that good to begin no. with. And three <laughs> of the four, three of the four already injured. Justin see- Fields, good luck, brother. Yeah, did you see this one that just came out? Jameis Winston is being evaluated for a foot injury. Ooh. He left practice early with a foot injury, so now he's going to be evaluated. Ooh. Yeah, you don't need that. That's the last thing they need down there. Yeah, that's not Drew Brees. How soon can you get Uh here? Line one. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Um, Justin Tucker, guys, four year extension. Yeah, six million per year for a kicker. Uh, 17.5 guaranteed. Look, if you're going to pay a kicker, he's that guy, right? No question. Oh, my goodness. The best, he's been the best place kicker for the last 12 years, 10, 12 years. He's connected on 91% of his kicks. That's all you need to know. Yeah, 91%. Is, I know. Like, Vinatieri, I think, was the most clutch kicker I ever yeah, saw. I agree. 
Tucker might go down as just the pure best. Yes. When it's all said and done. So so he's 32 now. He just got a four-year extension. That man's set until he's 36, 37 yeah. years old. He'll be old. kicking until he's 40, man. And yep. the numbers he's going to put up are going to be – I mean, Vinatieri was like 45 when he retired. The modern-day George Blanda. Yeah. It's it's with better results. Yeah, good way to go. Hey, I, let me jump off football for one second and just throw this one at you guys. I don't know if you saw this. Um, Shams, did you see the Sham Sharania report regarding Durant, Kevin Durant? No. All right, no. so Durant and James Harden spent the weekend in London. Um, they, they were at the – where were they? I'm trying to remember who's a, who's a concert they were at. But they were they were together at uh, in London at, at, a, at a concert. I forget who it was. But anyway. So according to Shams, Kevin Durant informed mm-hmm. Joe Sy. Joe Sy is the uh, is the owner for Brooklyn that he does not have faith in the Nets' direction. Um, basically, told them that they need to choose between him and the pairing of Sean Marks and Steve Nash. Sean Marks is the yeah. general manager. Steve Nash is the coach. So Durant is is basically drawing a line in the sand, saying them or me, dude. Take a take your choice. Wow. It was Travis Scott. Thank you, Showtime. It was. Yeah. It was Travis Scott. Uh, so Travis Scott. And, and by the way, and that pr- probably squashes the you know everybody's. Oh, these two hate each other. I don't think Harden and Durant hate each other. They're hanging right. out at the Travis Scott show, you know, right. partying there. Anyway, I I just brought that up as a, as a backdrop to this thing. So Durant saying, you know, I'm I'm out. Like you better speed this thing up and figure it out and get me out of here or else. Well, I mean, he has leverage though. He still has four years. No, he, he's, he not, he's not Kareem Hunt. He he's not Kareem Hunt. No, yeah. yeah. So I mean, how how I mean how how do they how do the Nets go forward and 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 really getting this done? Because I mean, it's going to be too hard to you know match dollar for dollar for this player. Mm-hmm. Three team deal, Barrett. Um, and and at some point you're going to have to get somebody back that's huge money. Like it's like I think it's I think the Boston thing makes sense. The uh, Jalen Brown and um, you know other pieces. Durant goes there. Brown goes to Brooklyn. Brooklyn right, gets a right. really good young player in Brown. You know Durant goes somewhere where I think he would. You know he, he can win a championship. Certainly they went to the finals last year. Uh, that one seems to make more sense to me than some of the other stuff that's being thrown out there. So for what it's worth, how how, how does a player handcuff an owner this late in the summer? You know what I'm saying? Training camp's right around the corner. You, you're forcing them to make a change at the GM in a coaching position this late in the game? Yeah, I, yeah. I think he's he's ticked, Gunner, that there's no movement, that there hasn't been movement. Wow. You know, since this – a lot of this stuff broke around uh, when free agency and draft night, you know, right? So I, I think he's just angry now that he hasn't been moved, I guess. How many teams can take on this salary at this point, though? That's a problem. Right, that's yeah, a problem. I mean – Yeah, very few. What, I do not want to see him go to Boston. That's for sure. No, I know. That's the last place. That's that'd the last the, place I want to see him go that'll to. That'll be it. That'll be it right there. But you know, most most players want to go to Miami, bro. That's the most players want. Oh to. yeah. Well, the the irony. The irony is, you know, Durant, uh, Nash is there because uh, Kyrie Irving and Durant wanted him as the coach. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It's so uh, anyway. Uh, passing that along. Uh, did you see the Mickey Moniac? No. Stuff this weekend. What happened? All right, so in, in the three games that he played for the Angels, he hit two home runs, right? And then he gets hit uh, a, a, attempting a bunt. He gets hit on the finger yesterday, breaks his yeah. finger. 
Yep. And and they're saying he may not be done for the year, but you know he's going to be out for like this dude can't catch a break. You know, so, remember he breaks so his hand right before the season started this year yeah. on being hit by a pitch after a great spring training. It's so incredible. he can't he can't he can't hit his jersey number here. He finally right. gets a fresh start and and hits a couple dingers. Then all of a sudden he has a broken finger again. Now his season might be over. Now maybe yeah. not, but. Here it is almost, what, we're not eight days into August already. I mean, broken finger is going to take at least three to five weeks to heal enough for him to grip a bat properly. Yeah, you're, depending you're on whether it's a, a break or a fracture, you know? Yeah. And it was. Well, how it, many How many did he hit? How many home runs did he hit? He had two and three games that he's Two been and three games. games. Yeah. Sometimes, man, I'm just, it's it's timing. It There's just sometimes circumstances dictate whether guys have careers, successful careers or don't. And it feels like this guy's got some look, he didn't perform here, but I mean this is a that's a bad luck thing. That stinks. Yeah, yeah. You know, you feel that's a shame, you know. This this kid has so much so much pressure on his shoulders and he failed here. Fresh start. Yeah. Um it looked like it was coming together for him. He seemed like he was freer. You know, mm-hmm. the, the the albatross was off his shoulders, two homers in three games. We we never hear that here, did we? You know? Yeah. Yeah, and all of a sudden, this happens. That's why I didn't believe you. You said you said two home runs. I didn't believe. You. I, I thought I was hearing. You're something. like Mickey who? Yeah, right. I hear you. <laughs> all right, now back to the NFL. I, I'm curious where you guys fall on this because when we see these trends, sometimes it's like you start rolling your eyes in the beginning of the year. But apparently, the referees have been told to focus more on illegal contact this season, and that's going to be a, an, an emphasis. I mean, we're going to see those flags anytime somebody breathes on somebody, I feel like more than five yards down the field, but that's kind of the way this, that's the one this year that, you know, they hyper-focus on one every single year and it's a legal contact downfield now. I, I go back to the Super Bowl. Basically the refs let the players play. It was like hand-to-hand combat the whole game. Yeah. That one touchdown with Jalen Ramsey got fate pulled down by the oh face mask. It wasn't called. Yep. Could have been a difference in the ball game. And that was a glaring mistake by the referees. Yep. The, the one thing that frustrates defensive players, especially DBs, more than anything else, they don't know what is and what isn't anymore for the last five years mm-hmm. because the call is so inconsistent in terms of what's illegal contact nowadays. So now you're telling the referees you better watch it even closely because they're being graded every week on their performance and how they call a game. So now referees, if I'm a referee, I'm thinking, man, if, if this guy touches them, I'm calling it because – I don't know what my future. Yeah, and the league's right. breathing down right. our necks on it. That yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So now it's going to be even more flag football, more so than anything else. <laughs> no, taking, offense, you want to take every physical element of the game. Offense runs ratings, bro. No, offense go ahead, Barry. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. I mean, you 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 talk. They people want to see more scoring. Uh, nobody really likes to see the defense making plays, man. They want to see offense. They want to see scoring. They want to see big plays. And it really, um, it really sucks because it takes out the essence of the game when you see yes. flags throwing every five seconds, and you know you can't touch a guy. You already can't touch the quarterback. Now you can't touch receivers either. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be a tough game well, to watch. No, I, it's when, ridiculous. When you when you when you come to talking about a, a team like Houston playing anybody, Houston's not a scoring juggernaut. I mean, you, you want to think you have some kind of hope to stay in a game. If you're going to take this away from a team like Houston, see, you know, teams like the Kansas Cities, the Denvers, the Baltimores, uh, the Green Bay, they can go up and down the field, score 28, 30 points a game. But when you're talking about a team that loves to wear you down with their defensive play, you know, and especially a team like Houston that's devoid of talent to begin with, there's a mismatch every week. 
according to what Rob just said, that they want the referees to do now. Yeah. They don't have a fighting chance now. Now, look, look, I'll err on the side of, you know, some things that technically by letter of the law are penalties and it not being called any day over a flag fest because you get no momentum. Nope. It's not good for the viewers. It's not yeah. good for your fan base. It's not good for the players. It's not good good for the people sitting in the stands who pay all of that money. It no. stinks for no. everybody. And the, you know what? In the ref's defense, and I don't defend the referees much, in this situation, they're having their hands forced. Like, they don't want to do this, but the league is making them do it. And I don't get mm. why they all of a sudden yeah, I don't, I don't arbitrarily enforce certain things sometimes, man. just makes no sense to me. Where do you go from there, though? I mean, how, how do you adjust to this whole thing? Because as, as, as a player, it's going to take them – it's going to take these defenses at least three-quarters of the season to learn how to play against these yep. refs. You know, they're exactly. not just playing against exactly. the offense. they got to play against the refs. So how long is it going to take them to really get used to not being able to – I mean, everybody's going to have to play zone. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Could be. Could be. You gotta you gotta have two different playbooks. You gotta you're right. You gotta devise a scheme for an offense, and you gotta know it's like it's almost like anytime a pitcher comes into a game, you know the the opposing team has a book on okay what he likes to throw. Right. Yeah. It's a percentage of time. Okay, it's gonna be the same thing with referees. What percentage yep. of the game is he calling illegal contact now compared to this referee over here? Can we cheat on this side more so than this side, or? Can we cheat less this game because this group of refs calls a much tighter game than the re- group of refs we're going to see next week? I mean, it's, it's, it's almost like a it's part of your scouting to. report, right? Yes, I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. Amazing. All right, so uh, let's hit a couple things uh, related to this date. Uh, movies, not a ton, not a ton. Yeah. One good one. We've discussed it on the show before. Stand By Me came out in 1986. Yep. Uh, really good coming-of-age movie. Uh, Rob Reiner, uh, I think it was one of his – first movies that he directed uh for yeah, rob yeah. reiner as a matter of fact but uh good good cast good movie uh stephen king book it was based off of that novel so that's a good one um swat the movie came yeah. out in 2003 pretty good movie uh it's that was twice a decent been, movie yeah twice been a tv yeah. show uh yeah. presently still around you got any other movies gunner I, that's all i got movie uh, that's all i got right there bro all right that's it Birthdays, there's a few here. We got Dustin Hoffman. Man, he's 85. He's Dick Vermeil's age. He's 85 years old. Unbelievable. I mean, so many great performances from from Dustin Hoffman. Roger Federer, 41, one of the all time, and some people would argue the greatest, but one of the all time tennis greats, uh, 41. Uh, The Edge from U2, the uh, lead guitarist, is 61. Yeah. Uh, Megan Good, uh, who is a really good actress. uh, Megan Good. Yes. Uh, oh, look at Barry no. saying that twice. <laughs> there we go. I, I don't know. Uh-huh. Who, I honestly, I don't know who that is, to be honest. Sure. I know yeah, who Megan Good. You know liars. who Megan Good. We all know who Megan Good is. Yes, we do. 41 uh, for Meg. Still strong. Well, Just you know, that. she says she's a reborn version now. A reborn what? Virgin. How, really? How, how's that Not possible? Until she gets married. I'm just, I'm just saying what she said. I'm now just wanting to know how's that possible? Because I, I know somebody possible. don't know. Anyway, let's move on, Rob. Let's uh, let's keep going here. <laughs> cool Mo D hey, is sixty. Uh, cool you like D. me now? Yeah, I love Cool Mo D. Uh, sixty. Uh, he Rob was one used of the dress like him back I in did. the day. I did. I had that hat. <laughs> 
the hat. Those videos were the best. I used all, to live downtown. They, yeah. Yeah. 29th Street. So it, it used to be they had no budget, right? So it would just be like dudes walking like through the streets of like New York. Like that's yep, all yep. it was. Like yep, yep, yep. under like the tra- you see the train go by. It was, it was great. <laughs> um so the cool mode D sixty. Sean Mendez, the singer, is twenty four. Yep. Twenty four. Um, that's it. Jeez. I thought he's like forty. My man's had like twenty four <laughs> hits. He's had a lot of hits too, man. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, that's all I got birthday wise. Unless you guys, really? uh, what about yeah, Connie got. Stevens? Connie Stevens, the actress, yeah, yeah. Uh, singer, is uh, yeah. not a young pup anymore, but she's doing still doing her thing. Uh, Esther, Esther, Esther Williams. Oh, Esther. Okay. Remember Esther okay. Williams? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good yeah. one. Good Esther choice. Williams. Uh, I got a good on this date. On this date, 1992. The dream. The gun met Barry Brooks. Yes. Yeah. Uh, probably three years later that happened. <laughs> um, the dream team won their Olympic gold. The the Michael Jordan, Magic okay. Johnson, Barkley. You know, David Robinson. Akeem was no Akeem was the next year. He wasn't on that one. But that no, we became an American citizen after that. But anyway. So that's all those guys. That's uh, they they finally uh, won it. You know, you know, you know what I love most about that dream team was we had watched so many Olympics where other countries were playing their professional players, and although we had great collegiate teams, the games were closer than they should have been. Mm-hmm. That first dream team embarrassed everybody who stepped on the court with them, and I loved it. From a, I hate to say it, from a sadistic standpoint, I love the fact that we just went out and crushed every country that had the audacity to step on the court with us. Man, they, they were beating people by some 30, 40 points a game. Well, if, if you, you remember, remember, like leading up, I think it was 88. So the, the previous summer Olympic, it was our still our college kids. Yeah. You know, and they're losing the guys who were like in their 30s. Yes. You yes. know, and. And I get tired of watching those other guys dance around on us. Like they exactly. dude, you just be kids. All right. Good for you. Like, yeah. you know, some, some 19 year old and you're 34. You should be. <laughs> so I loved it. I loved every, I know people that lights on. It's, it's not amateurism anymore. Please. Russia. I, those guys that they are considering the Russian army were basketball players, oh hockey goodness. players, you know, other, other countries as well. So it's about time we started, you know, Pound, pounding the stuffing off these Amen. people. Amen. Mr. Taz, Mr. Taz, on this date, D-Gun lost his family to Barrett Brooks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, but that, uh, yeah, that, that was interesting. But uh, there's a, a couple of, like, developing storylines you do want to keep your eye on with the yeah. NFL, man. And, oh, you know, yes. it's you, – you, I always get back to this. As long as they're not banged up, I'm just talking about other stuff that's going on. There's not a lot of that drama with the Eagles, man. And no, it's, no. you know, it's a big deal. It is compared to what these other teams are going through. When you, dealing uh, with. We, when you, we, we keep talking about, about the, yeah, go ahead, Bear. When you, when, you, when you think about, you know, all the stuff that's going on with, you know, uh, uh, you know, guys wanting out and voicing their opinions out, you, you don't really hear that organization going through little stuff like that, man. And, you know, it's, it's cool and refreshing, man, that, you know, it was a big thing for 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 Fletcher Cox to say, uh, "I don't play screens," or, you know, right. I don't like the scheme. That was like national news for us, you know. But you don't hear that, right. you know, any right. any other time, man. So I mean, it, it's cool that you know we don't have to go through that. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. Uh, and, and you know, and other teams are dealing with some kind of like the Eagles stuff. We talked about it earlier with practice. You know, oh, okay. I mean, they'll they'll yep. 
be able to deal with it. But I look at the Raiders, like Josh Jacobs, and there's some talk about maybe him being traded, him wanting to be yeah, traded. Yeah. He's a key piece to that, man. They have a lot of weapons, but they need to be able to yeah, run them. Absolutely. Especially him. He's such a physical between the tackle runner, too. Oh, yeah. You know, he gets hurt, but I tell you what, when he's on, that young man is a tough individual to, to deal with. Yep. Uh, I, so- I think right now the biggest storyline to keep a close tabs on is Jameis Winston and that foot injury. Man. That's a mm. huge storyline. Not not just not just uh, for New Orleans, but across the NFL because that changes the complexions of a lot of things in terms of how that Saints team is perceived down there. Uh, yeah, I mean, and they've already concluded that we're done with the Taysom Hill thing, right? As far as yep. him being a quarterback. Absolutely. So eleven Sean left. Yeah, Sean. Sean was that was his guy, man. Um, yeah. So if, if you look at what their situation is quarterback wise, at least they have Andy Dalton in the wings. If it's well, something, true. True. you know, it's it's better than what it was. It was it was what was it, Trevor Simeon and um, yeah Hill <laughs> oh. last year, which the Eagles saw up close and personal, right? So they're in better shape. Let's put it that way uh, than they may have been uh, in previous years. And so with those weapons, Andy Dalton can still sling it with those weapons down there now. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I, like, I'll give you another one. Mekhi Becton, uh, who was the stud oh, yeah. offensive oh. lineman for the Jets, is having all kinds of problems with his surgically repaired right knee. Mm. And, and he's having uh, foot issues, too. Yeah, there's no chance you'll see him on Friday in the Eagles game. But Salah's going to play the starters, you know, sometime. They might get a quarter or, like, you know, three or four uh, series in this they game. Just, they just also said he's going to have another MRI on that knee. That's not good. No, yeah, not no. a good sign. Not a good sign. So yeah, so that's where that's kind of where that stands. Like I, I posed the question to John McMullen a little bit earlier. I'll ask you guys: Do you think we'll see any starters? Yes, on, I think uh, so. Right, yeah. you do. Okay. I think, I think you need to. Yeah. Put it like that. You need to. Yeah, I think you need to, man. I mean, even though we didn't see them really last year, you think he'll change that up this year? Just from <sighs> conversation. That you know, I mean, even, him even he didn't even entertain it last year. You know what I'm saying? He was like, "No, uh, uh-uh. not guys aren't no." At least he's now entertaining it. So, I, I'm just trying to figure out like scheduling wise. If I'm looking at this, so the the way it goes is the Eagles have the the Jets game on Friday, and then you know we always you always have to train yourself to remember this. There's only three yep. preseason games, right? But the week leading into the 21st, which is the Cleveland game, it's that weird Sunday at 1 o'clock game, um, is going to be the joint practices there. And then the week leading into the 27th mm-hmm. is going to be the joint practices there. I, I would think that if those guys are, you know, your ones are kind of going at it in those joint practices, you, we're probably not seeing them in those two games, you, right? You could be right. You could very well be right. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, but then again, who who's to argue against what Nick has done up to this point in terms of nope. backing yeah. off in the practice time, uh, things like that? Is it worked for him last year in terms yeah. of keeping bodies healthy and on the field? And as much as we want to see these frontline guys, I, I want to see them more so when they kick off that season when it counts more so than now. So, you know, I'll give up one to get the other. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Ultimately, you do want to stay healthy. All right, so a reminder, coming up tomorrow, we'll have Sal Palantonio uh, of ESPN. Uh, on Wednesday, we will have Adam Kaplan uh, coming up. Looking forward to And Adam jumps around from camp to camp to camp, so he'll be able to give us you know, some in, info on 
a lot of different teams and how they're looking so far. So it should be fun. And Sal was at the uh, the enshrinement over the weekend in Kent. And, you know, and we'll, so we'll talk to him about Dick Vermeil and everybody else who went in there. Uh, and certainly, you know, obviously go heavy into the Eagles. So, again, you missed any of our interview with Dick Vermeil. Uh, you want to go back and check that out. Uh, it's, it is, it was really, really enjoyable. Uh, just go to jacobsports.com, uh, or you could go to Jacob Sports YouTube network. All right, that's going to do it. We have the national football show coming up with Dan Cilio. Want to thank Xander Krause, our producer. Want to thank John McMullen hopping on a little bit earlier. Uh, it was fun gents. We are back at it tomorrow at the same time. So you guys and everybody who streamed, everybody who listened, everybody in the chat room. Thank you. Enjoy uh, the rest of your Monday, and we will see you tomorrow at noon Eastern. Don't move. Dan Cilio's got you next for the next three hours. Talk to you guys later. We are Sports Take. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on that can you search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. Glasses for cocktails, right? It's for this, this, this. And that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rim... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero cars, 